Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Hey, welcome in. Glad you're along for the ride on a Friday installment of the program in Christmas season. We love this time of year. So we are glad you're with us. Frank Frangie, Hayes Carlion, Lauren Brooks, Andrew Gibson. I will tell you, I want to, it's a big weekend. We got a gigantic game coming on Sunday. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Gators tomorrow. I really want to be locked in, and I want to perform well for our listeners today. This should be a very good show. I can kind of feel it. <laughs> but if you expect me to be fully locked in, when right up above me, I got Troy versus Texas San Antonio, whoever the heck it is. It's a big game. It's going to be hard for me. Okay, If I'm distracted, you'll understand why. Because when Troy gets together with this, I guess it's San Antonio team. That's right. You know what They're you do? good. UTSA, you, baby. Yeah, you, you, you know what you do? Yeah. We're runners. Can I tell you what you do? You throw the records out the window is what you do. You do. Okay, I'll, just, I'll tell you that right now. Beth Mullins on the call, just saying. I like these bowls. Sue me. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do they have X's on their shirts? What is that? Oh, those are their, t- those are their uniforms, right? Those are like T-shirts. It looks like uh, swords. Okay. Oh, so, is that what those are? So, I'm, by the way. It looks I, like me at like Red Lobster when I was six years old, and they put the, the swords in your drink. Yeah. And you kind of sit there, and you get the swords from all the adults, yeah. and you start playing like pirates. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's phenomenal. And by the way, how old were you? Uh, 13. Yeah, because I can tell you, <laughs> similar, but like you, I don't, I don't know about the swords, but when you're 12, 13, 10, Red Lobster's fine dining now. Absolutely. You take me to the Red Lobster, maybe for the fried, yeah. like the fried, what do you call it? The, Shrimp. The, the, the whole, when you get the whole thing. The platter. Oh, the, the platter. platter. You captain's the, platter. You give me the captain's platter <laughs> on a Red Lobster on Bay Meadows Road. Yeah. Forget about it. That's right. You, I'm, I'm, I'm taken care of. Yeah. My mom makes Red Lobster biscuits. Ooh. Whatever recipe that they they're have. really good. She makes those. Uh, they're fantastic. Is that legal? I think uh, they absolutely. sell the mix. Don't yeah, they? I think they. Sell I think the they mix. sell the mix in Publix. I, I've seen. I, 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 if I cooked, I would make them because those biscuits are delicious. <laughs> this um, is phenomenal. Red yeah. Lobster conversation. Oh yeah. Like this I mean, I think you drizzle a little butter there right at the mm. end. Oh, perfection. That's it. Drop everything. We're going right now. <laughs> All right. A lot to do on the program today. I really am. I, I, I've joked, but I'm not joking. How excited I am about the Sunday game. It's going to be a great crowd. It's a great opportunity. By the way. Um, I was going. To, I was just telling Griffin this a minute ago down in his office. I just looked at the weather for New York. Have you looked at it? I have not, um, because I am not. You don't have to break. Yeah, it. I don't have to go. <laughs> um, but I did see, and I know it's a totally different region of the of the state. But I saw that like Miami Buffalo was supposed to be miserable Sunday. So it, I well, kind of figured the that weather right now it must be kind of bad in New York. The weather this weekend's in the forties, whatever. When we get up there, it's essentially low 30s and teens, high low 30s, low in the teens. The real feel for the game on Thursday night, whatever real feel means, six degrees. Six degrees? Six degrees real feel for, for Thursday wow. night. Wow. Six degrees real feel. How about six? That's not good. Won't that be the clo- coldest game in Jaguars history? I mean, as cold as that as cold as that game was in Nashville, oh in yeah, 17, it wasn't six degrees. Wasn't six degrees, right? What um, was the Buffalo when it was snowing? What was year that would Buffalo? that have been? It feels like they've had games that have been colder, but it, it would be in the top three, I bet. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be so that, and again, we'll talk more about this next week after this this week's game. But I'm just telling you, I think a quick Google so, search says uh, to th- in the year 2000 in Cincinnati it was 10 degrees. 
Okay, year two. Wow, okay. This will be like that. Yeah. This will be similar. This forecast for Newark on Thursday has high of 47, low of 28. For Thursday? For Thursday. So maybe it's well, not. That's changed. Maybe it's that's improved. Had to, no, no, no. That, that's had to have changed a great deal because I'm telling you, it was. I mean, now again, Newark is not, well, well, Newark, but it's very close it's to East there. Rutherford. I mean, yeah, we looked at it today. It was the, um, it was 31 and 18 in what, the real field. I wonder if it's changed because what this now has is it has on Saturday high of 24, Sunday high of 29. Oh, it did. So change. maybe it did. I just pulled it up. It maybe did change. it changed it, significantly. Yeah. So you that's know what? It, yeah, because now Friday's night. Oh, it changed. Sign- so it may now, be snowing during the you game. You know what? Though the, the the front came through slower because I think cha- that's it's, what it's it must have been. Because now it says Saturday 27 and 19. Well, before that's what it had for Thursday. And guess where you'll be Saturday? Yeah. Back home. That's exactly right. You know what? God willing. So we caught a little bit of a break here, didn't we? I'm all about the breaks. Yeah. Oh, we caught a great well, break. Well, just remember, it can always change again. It could. See, I'm all positive. Yeah. No, I, I'm positive with you. It could be like 60 and sunny. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. It could change again. It could be Balmy. even warmer and beautiful. Uh, so I'm glad just it give did. it time. I feel way better. It could be like day. it is outside today, which is absolutely gorgeous. Wasn't it gorgeous today? Oh I'm a God. big fan of the Be- sunshine. Beautiful day. All right, a lot of things to talk about today on the program. Uh, Edgar Thompson, I was telling uh, Matt, Mia, and Joe this at the at the handoff, wrote a fantastic story about this guy Jack Miller, who who now I'm now convinced that will be the starting quarterback for the next three years. <laughs> the and, next Saint Matthews. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to win the Heisman. <laughs> But I'd be roundly surprised if it, <laughs> at least the trip to New York. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've now gone from um, I and what I'm hearing though is that Michael Pratt, Sam Hartman, Drake May, Joe Montana, Dan Marino are all afraid now. Okay, to try and come to Florida. That's the word on the street. Every time you say Jack Miller, Hayes giggles. And uh, yeah, well, Hayes hates him. <laughs> uh, why hate? Hey, you know, Hayes can hate people sometimes. He hates Jack Miller. He he wants him to be. He's rooting for Oregon State tomorrow, so Jack Miller doesn't take his jo- have the job. It's terrible. He's a terrible person. The uh, but but no, this is a great story. But it, it tells uh, what I did not know. <laughs> you make me laugh now. I'm not gonna look at you. I'm looking at Lauren because you're gonna make me laugh. I'm not gonna laugh at this very. But I had no idea that the guy's like dad was this real estate guy. Ooh, and, and that's was, intriguing. Hang on, it gets better. <laughs> and was buddies with Urban and Tebow. Huh? Now, huh? Huh? Okay. 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 Yeah. So now that means he's great. And right. so, so I did. Did you know this stuff? No, I did not. And then uh, Urban, and then Urban. So this is the Ohio. classic Urban Meyer recruited him to Ohio State yeah. as a favor to a friend. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, great! I mean, <laughs> I, I, if you go back and read it, it's exactly what it sounds like. Now he had great numbers in high school, but it really does sound like Urban was buddies with the dad, and that's how he got to Ohio State. Hey, I, honestly, if I, yeah. if I, the first thing I thought reading this right. story is that's why he's at Ohio State. Hey, honest, uh, honest to God, that's what I thought. Hey, rivals, how many stars do you have uh, on my kid? Uh, we have two, sir. Yeah. What if I buy 1,000 subscriptions <laughs> to Rivals.com? He well, looks like a four-star well, to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a four-star when Urban signed him, but I'm, but I'm wondering, was he a one-star before Urban offered? <laughs> also, on the plus side, Urban did something nice for somebody, so there's that. Uh, yeah. Well, you don't know what the dad was doing for Urban. <laughs> that's but yeah, also so, so, true. All right, a lot of things to talk about. We'll but uh, I want to talk about this serious note. If, uh, if the Jags win in – and Trevor outplays Dak Prescott. What will the conversation be nationally on Monday? I want to start with that. Uh, we got our picks coming up. We got Loser Monday coming up. We got a lot of fun stuff uh, as we look ahead. Uh, interesting weekend, both pro and college weekend. A lot can happen. Chargers, Titans. If the Titans lose that game, is there is the luster off? Is the luster that the this 
this great narrative about Titans football that they're just no matter how good you are, they're tougher than you, and they're you know I mean that's been the that's been the narrative even before Vrabel, but really since Vrabel got there, does that change if the Chargers beat them? And so we'll talk about that. So we got a lot of fun stuff to do today on the program. Glad you're with us on a Friday, on a uh, Christmas season Friday, on a gorgeous day out here. Along with Hayes, Lauren, and Gibby, I'm Frank Frangie on 1010XL at 92.5 FM. Frosty, the snowman, was a jolly, happy soul. With a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Is this Willie? Yeah. Frosty, what about Willie? Snowman, Willie on a Christmas Friday all that often, do you? Hey, this um, day just keeps getting better. Let me ask you on a very honest question, because this is—I mean—the uh, the relationship, the friendship, all hangs in the balance. Would you have no- a lot? This is a lot of pressure. Would you have noticed <laughs> the the missing Captain Wafer crackers? If I hadn't told you, uh, not right away. No. I mean, because what? Here, let me tell you what happened. Okay. Missing what now? See, so, you know, you get soup and get those little like club crackers. Uh, little club crackers. Love club crackers. Me okay. too. Well, <laughs> me too, Hayes. So, so anyway, Particularly I was I was, I was hungry today. <laughs> or cheese. So I broke into. Brooks's cubicle mm-hmm. stole them. Mm. So I'm, but now I'm thinking, I'm not honest enough to admit it if I thought I could get away with it. Mm. But I'm fearful that I, that the authorities could be brought in because I wasn't going to get away with it. So very sheepishly, I explained to Brooks that I took her little captain wafer. Captain wafers are they're phenomenal. So usually most people text and say, "Is it okay if I, I eat?" I had no interest. Your in crackers. That. <laughs> I had no interest in that. So I stole them. He just ate them. I mean, it was larceny. It, 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 I don't know if it was a misdemeanor or a, or a felony. I think turning yourself in will greatly yeah. lessen it. It's certainly, I threw my mercy, yeah. the mercy the of the court. court. Yeah, yeah, so smart. Uh, anyway, so, so but would you have known? We have shared I don't cheese think you'd have, I, don't, I always buy cheese to yeah, keep she, in she the fridge, cheese, and I always yeah. say you're welcome to the cheese. But she I have not, never said no, you are welcome no, to the crackers. No, she did not. No, that's true. <laughs> I saw a look on her face when I told her I took the crackers. You know, it, I'm telling you, it affected the, the friendship. Yeah. You, you could see. Because they're salty you were, and crispy. You were oh, counting they were, on those crackers. They were crackers. salty and crispy. And, and, I t- and by the way. No, I had lunch. I'm a normal human and being. There, and, and there okay. were two of them, right? Yeah. Okay. So a good two packs per- of two. Yeah, two So a good person would have taken one of the packs. <laughs> Bro, I was all in. Okay. I mean, I grabbed them. and There's I There's nothing. Once you have was, one of those, you keep eating them. Yeah, The correct. other day when so I, I ate, I had four packs earlier this week. And then I was hungry, so I had two of the packs. It's honestly surprising that I didn't just eat all four packs. Yes. It took real self-control. So okay, so, so I, I'm glad I didn't eat them. So you were able to eat. Them. Oh, it was fantastic. My, it changed my life really. My, that, <laughs> that and that little cheese. Considering steak. I steal a lot of your diet cokes, I really can't so, say anything. So hey, um, what if they win? I, look, I, I'm, I'm probably going to pick Dallas. They've got uh, they, they've had ten wins, and and there's only five teams in the league with double-digit wins, and they're one of the better teams, and they've won four in a row, and Dallas is really good. So I, I can't tell you I'm going to pick the Jags, although who knows by the time we get to our picks. But am I crazy and I'm hazed to think that there's a damn good chance the Jags beat them? The way Trevor's playing, it is, I mean, I know there's going to be some Cowboy fans here. But there's going to be some Jag fans too. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys did sputter a little bit last week but hung on. I don't think this is a runaway. I, I, I think there's a chance, a real, real, real chance the Jags win this game. And if they do, they'll be the talk of the NFL. I really believe that. Have I lost my mind? No, I, I think there's certainly a path for the Jaguars to win. It starts with they have the best quarterback, you would think. Uh, they, they have the, the quarterback that's playing the best is probably the, the best way to say that. Um, and, you know, Dak's more experienced. Dak probably has achieved more or has achieved more in the NFL, but uh, right now, over the last month, 
Trevor Lawrence is playing at an elite level. Dak Prescott just hasn't been there this season. So if you've got the quarter if you've got the hottest quarterback, you always have a chance in this league. Uh, it's just I think Dallas has a number of different ways to get to the victory. I think for the Jaguars, it's got to be Trevor Lawrence maintains playing at an elite level. Uh, and and it, I do think the Jaguars can do some things on the ground. I think they can have a balanced attack. But I don't have a lot of hope that the Jaguar defense is going to stop Dallas all that often. And I just don't think you can rely on getting four turnovers like you did last week. So that's why I think it's going to be a difficult game. But can they win it? Sure. I mean, they could win – this game might be 35-34 Jaguars. I mean, I I will pick Dallas, uh, and I would be mildly surprised if uh, the Jaguars win this game. Uh, I I just because I just think that there's so many matchups in this game that I think favor the Cowboys. But if they're if the Jaguars are able to pull it off, now you've won four of six, and you know again depending on what happens out west with the Titans. I, you would really start, I think, to see the narrative of, okay, now now the Jaguars, if, if the Titans lose, now you just have to hold serve with what the Titans do from here to the finale. And I think the, the narrative is would be that if Jacksonville can make that game in Week 18 count for the division, I think everybody's going to pick the Jaguars based on where those two teams are playing right now. I think people would feel differently, too, if the Jaguars had played a lot better against the Lions, and so there hadn't been this up and down over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, that's true. But because of that, I think it's like, okay, yeah, this team can get hot, but it also is playing a Tennessee team that's super beat up. So, yes, it was in Nashville, but don't get so excited about that victory. Yeah, I uh, we'll see. They've won three out of five. Uh, in, the, in those five games, Trevor Lawrence has 10 touchdowns and no picks. He's completed 72.6% of his passes. Let me say it again, 72%, 10 touchdowns and no picks in those five games, and the Jags have won three of the five, and one of them was a road game against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are probably the best team in football, so or certainly among them. So I mean, they are really – I mean, if they, if they had played – I, the, I know the Lions rolled them, but in all honesty, if they had played almost anybody other than the Bills or the Chiefs or the Eagles that week, they probably would have won four of the last five, right? I mean, it feels that way to me. So they're playing at a really high level, and if they win this game, if the Jaguar, if the Jacksonville Jaguars come out on a Sunday afternoon and beat the Dallas Cowboys, one of only five teams in the league with double-digit wins, on, on the number one Fox game with the number one Fox crew here, meaning that game is going to be shown to a great deal of the country, I think they will be the team the NFL is talking about. I think there will be. You'll see them all over Sunday Night Football. You'll see them. You'll see them lead Sports Center or close to it. I think they will be the hot team that everybody talks about. And I can't remember another game in recent years, ever since the great season of 17 and that early start in 18, where anything the Jaguars could do other than firing Urban Meyer or drafting Trevor Lawrence would make them the team people are talking about. You see my point? I, I can't – you know, when they fired Urban, everybody was talking about him. When they, when they drafted Trevor, other than those two moments, I can't – and maybe when they hired Urban, in fairness, maybe then too – but other than those handful of moments, I can't remember many times at all where the Jags were going to be the team that everybody was talking about. If they win this game, I think they'll be. Am I overstating that? Am I am I too am I over the top on this? Because I think look, no one's going to say they're better than those other five teams. 
But they will then uh, four out of six. When's the last time the Jacksonville Jaguars won four out of six? Period. It's got to be 2017. Has mm-hmm. to be. You know, I mean, so just uh, mathematically, yeah, it almost has to be. Yeah, and so won't they be the team that everybody's talking about? I, I think there will be a there will there will be a little bit of a spotlight on the Jaguars. I I still don't think they'll be the the talk of the league or anything like that. I, I, to me, they're just they're still a little too far out of it. Um, you know, I, I think, and again, a lot of it will depend on like if Detroit wins again, you know, I think, I think there'll be a step back of Detroit. If Detroit beats the jets, then Detroit is sort of the darling making that second half run a franchise that perennially is lost, uh, that, that may have really found something. Um, now if the jets beat the lions, it's going to deflate that balloon. So then the Jaguars could become the, the darling, you know, kind of, uh, you know, team making a, a late run at this thing. But um but I I still think that it'll be somewhat dismissed as yeah, Dallas will sort of do. They didn't play great against Houston. They got away with it, so they didn't refocus. And then, you know, the Jaguars did beat them and, and now we'll see what happens to Dallas. They were looking ahead to the Eagles game or, you know, whatever it is. I think there'll be some of that. But there will be an appreciation for what Doug Peterson has done, what Trevor Lawrence is doing. And uh, and I and I do think it'll become a legitimate conversation of you know the the national media doesn't talk about the AFC South much at all. It's a division that was just sort of thrown in. It was sort of the leftovers, and they were like, and here's the AFC South, um, and uh, it, and so it doesn't tend to uh, be a division that gets a lot of play anyway. But I do think that will be intriguing because if the Titans lose the AFC South, it is going to be one of the gigantic collapses that we have seen based on where their lead was in this race in week 12. Uh, so that that's interesting. People always love a, a team that rises up and, and, you know, we're always captivated by the team that just falls apart and blows a big lead. Yeah. I think that's the biggest narrative on Sunday is uh, even before the Titans game against the chargers is if Jacksonville wins, uh Oh, Titans, you're on upset alert or you're on, you know, division losing alert. And so, the Jaguars have a massive opportunity. What will be interesting, too, is if the Jaguars win, and again, it's a big if, but how does Mike Rabel handle that with his team in L.A.? Because they'll certainly know that information before they kick off. Yeah, good point. You got to be, you got to, if you're Mike Vrabel, you don't want them even paying attention, win or lose. Right. You don't want them relaxing because the Jags lost. I don't think the Titans, there's still two games up with four to play. I don't think the Titans are worried about what other teams are doing as much as they're worried about getting their ship right. You know, I, I think. Let's worry about what's in our shop more than we worry about what's happening in somebody else's. I, I think that's where they are. If they were tied or if it was a game even, I may be off on this, but I don't. I, for whatever reason, I don't sense the Titans are scoreboard watching with the Jags as much. Now, maybe more so, Lauren, this week because it is the Cowboys, and if they beat the Cowboys, they're, whoa, they beat the Cowboys. On top of just rolling us, they now beat the Cowboys. So maybe there's a little bit of that. I um, I don't know. It's it, This whole thing is, I'm telling you, this whole narrative is, uh, gosh, it's fun to, that for it to be December 16th, and we're talking about this. Man, that part's fun. And I, and I, and I, listen, there's holes all over this roster. They're not very good at cornerback other than Tyson Campbell. Their pass rush is one of the worst in the league. I'm worried about Devin Lloyd. They're having to play rookies in there, even though he's not going to start tomorrow. Uh, they haven't run the ball well in a while. I could, I could, I could give you a list of flaws in this Jaguars team. They've lost three more games than they've won. So I, there's that, a litany of things that are wrong. But, man, I feel good about them right now. Maybe that's Trevor, right? 
Maybe that's three out of five, but maybe that's just still on a high from last week. But despite all these flaws, this litany of flaws that that I'm not in denial about at all, I find myself really feeling good about them. And I think there's enough people that feel the way I do, which is why that thing's been sold out for three or four days and why they're selling standing room only tickets. Again, I'll say it again. I know the Cowboys, there's going to be tons of Cowboy fans there. But I don't think the Cowboy fans added to their purchase. I think the Cowboy fans that are there have known all year they were gone. Again, the Giants were everywhere. The Ravens were everywhere. The 49ers last year were everywhere. But those games didn't sell out. This one sold out which it means a lot of Jaguar fans, too. I just, you see my point? I feel really good about where they are, and I think the community kind of feels that way, too. I think so. I mean, the community has rallied around Doug Peterson. I think the community really has embraced Trevor Lawrence. And, uh, again, you may have Trevor Lawrence. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Trevor Lawrence is on his way to becoming one of the top five most recognizable athletes in all of pro sports in this country. I. Uh, that, that is not at all uh, difficult to believe. He plays in your city. He's your quarterback. And I think people are sort of waking up to, you know, really for the first time in a while. And, and if he ends up being that good, if he's, if he's on Patrick Mahomes' and Josh Allen's level, uh, if that's where this is going and Joe Burrow's, then we've never seen anything like this. And I do think it's going to bring fans that, you know, haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to the Jaguars. I think it's going to bring them to the stadium and they're going to be willing to pay the money because we now have something that we haven't had. We have an absolute star at the most important position in the league. And it's not just that he's a star. He's everything you'd want him to be as a person and as somebody representing your franchise. I mean, he, he just, he's just right now he's, he's, the perfect player, and I think people embrace that. And you want your quarterback to be as confident as he is right now going into a game like this. That star doesn't matter to him. He's not worried about – he's probably a little worried about their pass rush, but overall he's not – this game is not going to be too big for him. Trevor Lawrence feels like he can go out on any field right now and play with anyone. Where do you think the whole – the fact that it's the Cowboys factors in? I mean, obviously they haven't been great since most of these players have been following football, right? I mean – I mean, do these players know Aitman, Emmett, Irvin? No. I mean, they weren't around when they played, but, I mean, do they – they are they aware? I've always been really surprised at the lack of knowledge of the history of the NFL when it comes to players in this league. Some have it uh, because maybe they're, they, their parents played in it, you know, or they have a, a relative that was a, a in the league. But for the most part – uh, and this is a, this is to a man. This isn't you know a certain region of the country or things like that. It's just uh, it just doesn't seem like a lot of these guys were were diehard followers of the NFL in terms of knowing anything beyond six seven years. You know something like that. Uh, so I, I don't think that there's a lot of mystique with the Cowboys with the brand. You know I think I think they get that you know that's a that's a high profile team. I mean, you know, but I, but I don't, I don't think that it, it's going to make the players press or I don't think it's going to make the players play harder because it's, they see the star. I, I think it's just another team. I think the biggest thing will be the fact that the stadium, this stadium is sold out. That's right. I don't know that any of the players on this team, other than what Tyler Shatley 
would have been here when the Jaguars had the playoff game when it would have been sold out before. And, you know, there's a balance, too, when you're getting your team ready, when you're Doug Peterson. Part of it is don't make the game too big sure. to where you're overwhelmed. It's just that you still got to play the way you play. Yet you better be ready for the energy in the stadium, Lauren, to your point. There's going to be energy in that stadium, the likes of which they haven't, the Jaguars haven't seen in their own stadium. So, yeah, so be ready for it. Be ready for it. We have a safety in the Cure Bowl. <laughs> oh, wow. A safety. It is 2 nothing. You know what I love about you? Special teams oh, meltdown. Wow. Was, the, was the special oh, I, team? Actually, that may have just been offensive The deep snapper play. snapped it right by the Troy quarterback. The Troy quarterback might have been waving to his girlfriend in the stands or something. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't even looking. And all of a sudden. He was ordering nachos. When you t- Let me tell you what. It's hard to beat UTSA anyway. Yeah. But you stake him to a 2 nothing lead, okay, can then, you, then forget about it. Can you it. imagine the gambler, and he or she is out there, <laughs> that bet the cure bowl that a safety would be the first point scored in the cure bowl? The prop, there's nothing like – nothing says football quite like cure bowl prop bets. We'll take a break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about the Las Vegas Bowl tomorrow. Stay with us. A lot that comes with the bowl. Certainly our guys were extremely excited when they found out they were going to Vegas. So – number of them have never been, you know, including myself. Uh, so uh, these guys deserve it. Uh, they spend countless hours working, I mean, year-round, 24-7, 365. So we got a lot at stake here, and it's, it's an important time of the year. It's a Big Chief Tire Friday on The Frangie Show. For all of your tires and automotive service needs, it's Big Chief Tire. Right, like going to set my soul, going to set my soul on fire. When Elvis Presley, impersonator, did meet the Florida Gators as they arrived in Las Vegas, you just heard the comments of head coach Billy Napier. Frank, you've been everywhere, so I know you've been to Vegas. I've been many times, but how's Billy Napier never been to Vegas? Hayes, have you been to Vegas? I have not. Gibby, have you? No. And I haven't either. So really? Us Southerners, I guess we just don't get to Vegas very often. I, I'm a Southerner, <laughs> but I'm, I'm an old one, so I, and I've been to Vegas many times. But how is how has Billy Napier never been? I mean, he coached at Arizona State. That is surprising. I mean, he, what in the world, Billy? Get out much, Bill? <laughs> no. I'm a football coach, Frank. Cool. I just, yeah, I just yeah. do football. Yeah, good point. Good point. You're right. I'm grinding. I guess I was working on and game plans and recruiting. He doesn't strike me as a gambler of no. by nature necessarily, <clears throat> so I don't know that a lot of people I know go for more, certainly more yeah. than the casinos yeah. and things, but he doesn't strike me as someone who would specifically go to Vegas yeah. to gamble. Vegas, by the way, is awesome, and I'm not a gambler. It's just awesome. The lights and the shows and the – it, I mean, it, I've heard the food's really good. It, we saw Mamma Mia there. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. You know, I mean, I mean, all of all of the stuff's great. So, yeah. You know, well, will Jack Miller one day be as famous well, as Elvis Presley? Uh, obviously, <laughs> I, I think this game's all about Jack Miller. Even though Hayes Carline is someone who tends to hate life itself. I really wish y'all were watching the game together tomorrow uh, I mean, because well, it would I'm gonna, provide well, me great Well, humor. when he starts ten of eleven with three <laughs> touchdowns, like I'm not texting his ass. Ten of so. eleven for eighteen yards. <laughs> Uh, the uh, apart from the Jack Miller um, coming out party, right? About the game itself, what do you want to see? The running backs, right? I mean, stay uh, healthy. Stay, that's the big thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it, nobody it, of significance get hurt. It almost feels like a preseason game in the NFL. It's like it'd be great to win it. I'm not expecting them to win it. I'm not either. I don't think it reflects on 2023 if they lose to Oregon State. So the last thing that this program needs is for ETN or Montreal Johnson or Ricky Pearsall to suffer some sort of devastating injury that's going to absolutely affect them in nine months. 
Uh, so healthy is the first thing. Um, once you get that out of the way, you know, I, I think you'd love to see the effort be there. I mean, I, I do think it's big for Billy Napier in terms of, okay, you've just run off 20 players. I, I think for the most part, this team is stuck by you. But there's no way that there's, there's no buzz on the campus for this game. No one cares. Uh, you're heading out to Las Vegas as kind of losers. You haven't had a, a great season at all. You've had, you know, your best, a lot of your best players have said, I'm not playing in this game. I'm moving on to the NFL. Uh, you know, so I think it's, it's going to be a test of Billy Napier to see what kind of effort they play with, uh, how clean the operation is, because this to me has the, uh, this, this has 14 penalties written all over it. Uh, for it, it this, is, this will be a difficult discipline test. So I, I think all that will tell us a little bit about Billy Napier uh, and really how how invested is he in this game. I, I would like to see Billy Napier be fiery on the sideline for this game. That's not normally who he is, but we're only a couple years removed from Dan Mullen basically treating like the Cotton Bowl like it was a spring game. Uh, and, and I do think that that sends the wrong message. So I think if you're Billy Napier, you've got you've to really make sure that you're treating this game to, while it's going on like it is massively important for the program. So the Napier component I'm interested in, uh, I Jack Miller, I you know, I not expecting much. It'd be great if he played well to, you know, hopefully give them some depth uh for whoever the the starter is that's going to be coming out of the portal. Defensively, I'm expecting nothing cuz they've been nothing all year, so why would I expect anything other than grave disappointment I mean I'm you know so uh so that that's where I'm at with the game and hopefully they surprise me before Florida Utah I kept thinking that Florida would play well because I thought they had better players overall talent wise roster wise than Utah I have a similar feeling if everyone obviously that had played against Utah was playing against Oregon State and yes there's an Anthony Richardson factor there he's not playing but I do think with all of the people that have de- – the players that have decided to transfer, the guys that are not playing because of the, the game, I, I don't sense that they're going to have high energy. Yeah. Jack Miller will yeah. be excited to play, but I don't sense that as a team they're going to be very energetic. Yeah. Shane Matthews thinks they're going to win. Wow. Uh, he, Shane told me – I said, I said really? And Shane is not – I was telling Hayes this. Shane is not um, Homer guy that – Rah-rah, no. Rah, he's not rah-rah guy. He, he is he, – in fact, he's kind of the opposite of that. Yeah. So and he must like Jack Miller. He, he thinks Jack Miller's been very good at practice. He, uh, but he, but it's more about watching Oregon State tape. And after watching it, he said, "Listen, they're they're average." He said, "If they were in our league, they wouldn't have nine wins." And so, so he 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 thinks they're going to win. So, um, but I, I I in apart from all the conversation we've had about Jack Miller, I am excited about watching some stuff. I want to watch. Um, to see if Derek Wingo or Scooby Williams are any good at linebacker, I, I want to see. I want to see if if Caleb Douglas, who looks so frail, can be better. If 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 Marcus Burke, if he plays, I, I always like. You don't. I get think to, he's starting. Is, is he? You don't get that many chances to see these young guys. Uh, no, no one's practices are closed all the time. There's no video of practice hardly ever. The spring game, we finally have a spring game again, but I was that was dialed down. I um because it's such a young team, and I think there is so much promise for them. I'm excited about a lot of these young. I, I'm I'm serious about that. I mean, 
does it does it compare to my excitement about Sunday when the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL are playing the most storied team in league history and might win for the fourth time in six games and the whole world's gonna be talking about? Of course not. But I mean, I'm not even gonna watch this thing live. Probably I'll probably watch part of it. You know. But but I but I, there's a lot of things I'm excited about in this game. And I, I Cameron waits. I mean, all of it, all of it. I mean, I want to see. Look, like it or not, a whole lot of these guys that are playing tomorrow are going to be part of that 2023 team. I mean, the, the the lion's share of what they have on the field, there'll be some there'll be some portal guys in there that'll start, obviously. There'll be a true freshman or two that'll start. But the lion's share of those starters next year are playing tomorrow. I mean, I would say, what percentage? What percent what percentage are playing tomorrow? Seventy? Now with with when you're heavy portal team, it may it's not gonna be ninety, you know, but I, I so I mean, yeah, I'm kinda I'm excited about that part of it. I, I'm 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 excited about that part. I, if Anthony Richardson was playing, what do you think the line would be? Oregon State in eighteen. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> uh, the, um, the line. Well, and let me tell you this: because it's nine right now, yeah. obviously Oregon State. I think it'd nine. probably be Oregon State by five. Yeah, I do too. You and, still think they'd be favored? Well, they, and they may not even be favored. It'd be, it'd be, but yeah, probably probably by a small. Number. They opened as a favorite before he declared. Right. So it it's so, going yeah. up about six points, five to six points. Yeah. Since. But in a weird sort of way. If he was playing, but I knew was declaring after, I wouldn't be as excited about the game. I, I, I just, I, I, it sounds weird, doesn't it? I um. No, because I don't, I don't uh, think most Gator fans care if they win or not. Yeah. They're just intrigued to yeah. see. I mean, everyone always wants to win. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but they're much more intrigued to see yeah. Jack Miller and, and yeah, some and, other. And Hayes is guys. right. The reality is, a guy that hasn't taken a snap in two years. It's hard to expect that he's going to play through in a real football game against a team that did win nine games against a team that's excited to be playing against the brand. It's hard to expect him. Your nine of twenty three is probably about right. Yeah, I mean that, that's a, at some point reality tells you no matter how much fun it's going to be to watch somebody different, no matter how good Shane Matthews tells me he's been at practice, no matter how good Chris Doring said he's been at practice, reality says in this day and age in a real football game against a real opponent that's a pretty good team that just beat Oregon, that nine of twenty three is about right. You know, in a couple of picks, but there's always the Kyle Trask situation, who also hadn't yeah. played in years. Yeah, that's right. Had to step in, and, and all of a sudden was phenomenal. But I will debate you on one thing. Joking aside, I, I think I, my guess is the nine for twenty three is what we're going to get, and my guess is we're going to get thirty five or thirty one seventeen or what. I, I mean, I, I think we're that's that's what we're going to get. But I will debate you on one thing: if we are wrong about it. And if he does have a good game, like a, like a legitimately good game, because for whatever reason, I do think there will be t- there will be buzz about him fighting for that job. Mm-hmm. I, I do like Edgar Thompson wrote that story today, which was really good. He said he's probably got one chance now. He's got one game to kind of figure out where he's going to stand in the in the Gator plans moving forward. Because you know someone's coming, and you know if it's Pratt or Hartman. It pretty much doesn't matter what he does tomorrow. He's not going to be the quarterback. I mean, to, to your point, all, all joking aside, if it's one of those guys, he's probably not going to be the quarterback. If they miss on all those guys and it's some guy from Boise that you don't really know, well, then he might be the quarterback. So that's so that that's the reality. Michael Pratt or Sam Hartman or whoever aren't coming to Florida to probably compete with Jack Miller. If they're coming to Florida, they pretty much know they're going to be the quarterback. And that's, that's a lot of pressure on Jack Miller because he knows he has one opportunity. Yeah, that's right. As weird as that seems, that's how it played out, isn't it? That you got in in today's portal portal era, in 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 the old days, he would be the the quarterback, wh- whoever the veteran quarterback is. It could be Ingle Martin, but 
but he'd be the veteran quarterback until Chris Leak beat him out, right? That day's over. If if the portal had been around in 2003, it wouldn't have been Ingle Martin versus Chris Leak. It would have been transfer from Louisville, who was a three-year starter, is the starter, while Chris Leak apprenticed under him, and Ingle Martin would either be the punter or had gone. Right? Isn't that what would have happened? Absolutely. That, that's the way the world – but the world wasn't like that then. So, Ingle Martin got to be the starting quarterback three games until Chris Leak was ready. So, um, so it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. But I'm looking forward to the game. Are you watching? You going to watch? I'm not going to watch it live. I, um, we're going to have a, a big family Christmas thing going on. Oh, very cool. So, uh, and it was scheduled sort of before I knew that Florida would, would be playing their bowl game on December 17th. <laughs> um, and then it even got well, worse when it got flexed out. <laughs> To to the day, you know, had it been at at seven and thirty, it would have wouldn't have been an issue, but it conflicts. So, uh, so yeah, don't worry, gentlemen. I'll be watching live for the both of you. I'll be doing push-ups, hopefully. Okay, I'll be I'll be able to watch. I'll watch. I'll probably be. We're doing. We're just. We're just up with Suzanne's birthday weekend and, and some other folks, but I'll probably be back sometime in the first quarter. So I'll watch a lot of it live. Um. So, but we'll see. By the way. It's a better December seventeenth. Not great. It's a better kickoff time though than the Miami Bowl. Okay, the, the University of Miami Bowl. Okay? Oh, yeah. What? Which one is okay, that? Okay, the the Canes. By the way, do not have as good a kick time as this. <laughs> Just so we're clear, we'll take a break. There's more to do. Glad you're with us. Uh, Pete Prisco, by the way, comes up at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk some NFL and some other fun stuff. Stay with us. We want to thank our friends from Big Chief Tire. Four locations in town. There's two on the west side, the north side, and the south side. I go to that one over here on Phillips. They do a wonderful job. Really nice people. The Parmans have been doing this for over 60 years. They're good at it. You can trust them. It's a Jacksonville company. They think ahead. They, they, they Whether it's tires or brakes or oil change, automotive alignment, man, oh, man, they take care of your car. Good people that do it right. That's my friends at Big Chief Tire. Very proud to have them as our Friday sponsor for the longest time here. Always a Big Chief Tire Friday here on the program. So let me ask you, is this whole um, Elon Musk suspending people stuff, is he going to mess up Twitter the way for what we need it for? I guess it's possible because I think that like a couple weeks ago there were people that believed that it might be like shutting down. Ending, yeah. yeah. And he so had I, fired to so many people. Yeah. It doesn't, what I had read. It doesn't seem like that would be possible since he spent so much to acquire <laughs> it. Uh, so I would think it's got to be sustainable. I mean, I, I don't know why you would invest that kind of money in it and just to have it dissolve months later. Yeah, so the mo- A lot of the talks about the blue checks. Well, at the end of the day, the blue check doesn't really affect how we perform on or, or consume Twitter. So, if all, so I didn't pay much attention to it. If all they're talking about is blue checks, who cares? But now they're suspending people, like they're suspending journalists. I just wonder, I just wonder if, I mean, Again, I, I use Twitter. I tweet out thoughts sometimes. I rarely tweet out Jags opinions because, number one, get paid to do that here. And number two, uh, the play-by-play voice of the team. I'll tweet out during a Gator game. I'm, I'm, I'm not live tweet during the game guy. I have a couple here and there. But I tweet out during a Gator game at halftime or after the game. So I, I like to tweet. I like to have some fun, whether I'm on vacation or the view from the booth. But mainly what I use Twitter for is it's my first entry point to what the sports news of the day is. If if Bill Belichick retired, I'm going to see it first on Twitter. And if I didn't have Twitter, I guess I'd, I'd go online and Google ESPN.com, right? 
or start go go to ESPN.com or so so I used what I use Twitter for first and foremost is to know what's going on. Is that your is that your yes. go to with it? How about you? Absolutely. That's usually one of the first things I do in the yeah, morning. Same here. And one of the last things I do when I go to bed is monitor Twitter to see what's happening. Because that's where I get world. my news. That where right. I get my sports news, wall news, but really my sports news I get on Twitter. I, I local news I don't necessarily get on Twitter. I get some of it. I mean, local news obviously I watch some of the local TV stations and but I don't know that if a if a city councilman got embroiled in a controversy, yeah, that's not true. I probably would see it on Twitter. I'm, I'm trying to think what I, what I see. I probably would, but mostly I'm on Twitter locally. If it happened in Georgia, you wouldn't see that on Twitter. Correct. Yeah. But but I uh, but for the stuff I I that's what I use it for. So I, I'm just blue wondering. checks are nice because remember before blue checks you check, don't get suckered. You right. Yeah. We would especially during. I feel like I would remember specifically during NFL free agency. We'd be like, yeah. oh, so and so is going there, and then yeah. it'd be like, nope, that's Adam Schnurder. Right, right, right. I've got, I've got a blue check. But if I lose my blue check, I'm, it's not going to have any. You're not going to pay. For there's it. now like a yellow check. Yeah, is, there is. Yeah, What's there's it? a yellow check. What is that for? I haven't seen uh, that either. I think. Oh, it's, I see one right now. It says Apple TV Plus. So yeah, maybe it's the, businesses. The Jaguars oh, okay. have a yellow check now. Oh, okay. How about that? I didn't. I didn't know either. Uh, Twitter's changing right before our eyes. Yeah, I guess it is. But I, but again, I'm just, I'm just concerned of what would affect me. And what would affect me is can I get it? Can I consume it? Now, as far as an information source. We do share stuff at 1010XL. Our social channels are very good. So when, when we want to tell people stuff we're doing, Twitter's a great source. I mean, so is Instagram and Facebook and mm-hmm. other social platforms. But it's a great way for us at a radio station to tell people, hey, here's what's going on. Jaguars do the same thing. And so so I get that. I get, But I just, again, for me personally, the big thing would be would be being able to consume, how quickly I can consume sports news. And, or – or get sent to really good sports stories. Like Edgar Thompson wrote that story on Jack Miller. Well, I wouldn't have seen that if someone didn't tweet it out there. I wouldn't have gone to, I wouldn't have Googled Orlando Sentinel, you know? So, so anyway, it'll be interesting. So. That's what Twitter does is it consolidates all the information, and that's what is great about it is you choose who you follow. Correct. Like, I, I don't follow anyone that's not a sports entity. I don't, even yeah. I, as much as I love country music, I don't follow any of those people on Twitter. You know, I want it, no, I want it only for sports information. How about that? Um, you know what I think is cool? Bryce Young and Will Anderson are playing in the Sugar Bowl. I think that's awesome. I just think that's awesome. They're both going to be drafted very high. They both could be top five draft picks. The Sugar Bowl doesn't really mean anything, and they're playing in the game with their teammates. I mean, isn't that – I mean – That's shocking. But it's great. It's great. I mean, it, I mean, I th- I, I'm glad they're doing it. Are you glad or don't care or no big deal or think it they're getting it wrong? It makes me a little concerned. Yeah. I mean – if something happens injury wise to either of them, yeah. that can cost them a lot. Maybe Bryce Young probably wouldn't cost yeah. him as much, but Willie Anderson, it could cost him a lot of money. What about you? I, I think it's you know great that they're doing it. I, it's a huge risk, and there is no more of a there's no more stigma attached to skipping the bowl game. Um, I was thinking about this earlier today. I covered Florida's Sugar Bowl game against Louisville. In at the conclusion of the 2012 season, okay, and Florida no showed that game because you didn't skip bowl games then. But if you what if you could have, they'd have had five guys at least not playing that right, game. Right, they didn't. They uh, didn't care about the game, and and it showed in how they played. And uh, you know, and and so I, yeah, I I give Bryce Young and Will Anderson a ton of credit for playing in this game. I mean, I you know because they're. 
top five picks. I mean, if something does happen, it's unlikely, but uh, if something does happen, it's going to cost both of them a lot of money. Now, Bryce Young is probably already he probably already has ten million dollars in his bank account. So. And, and a big Lloyd, and a big, they both have Lloyd's of London. You got to right. believe that too. I, I, I guess my point is this: sure, you could get hurt, but you could have got hurt playing against Auburn too. And if you'd have pulled out of that game, we, we've it's almost like we've said, shame on you if you pull out of the last game of the regular season, even though your season was over. Think about this now. When you played Auburn, there's no way they could have gone to the to playoff. They're, they're, I don't think. I don't. They were pretty much eliminated from it. Yet if one of those guys had pulled out of that game, they'd have been scrutinized forever. But being pulled out of a bowl game, they're not. And, and I know what happened with Jake Butt, the Michigan tight end. Mm-hmm. But it's very unlikely. I mean, you usually don't get hurt. And I, I know the possibility is there that you do. But I, to me, I think – and I'm, and I'm not going to sit around and rip Ventrell Miller and, and – and Justin Shorter and the litany of players who aren't playing in bowl games. Osiris Torrance. You could go forever on I'm not ripping anybody that's choosing not to play. I get it. It's a business decision. But I think it's cool as heck that, that they're playing. I think, I think it's a gigantic statement about how they feel about Nick Saban, about how they feel about their teammates, about how they feel about their university, about how they feel about the obligation. Neither one of them are going to help their draft status. There, there's, there's not, Bryce Young could go 28 of 28 with five touchdowns, and run for 150 yards, and his draft status will be no different than it is right now. Same with Will Anderson. He's going to have four sacks. It's not going to change it. So they're risking injury. Now, in fairness, I don't think they're going to hurt their draft status either, even if they play badly. But they're risking injury with no professional gain, and they're still doing it. I think it's freaking great. Yes. I I mean, provided they stay healthy, then I think it is fantastic that they got to have fun playing the sport that they love one more time. But they made a statement. It's not not, beyond the fun. They're making a statement that our teammates matter and our program matters more than the risk of injury. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling anybody this. This is not Frank old guy ripping anyone. I'm not ripping anybody. If you decide not to play because of it, you've, you've done your part. You honored your scholarship. You did what you were expected to do. You did what you should have done. I have no hard feelings. I don't have any negative feelings about anybody that doesn't come out. But I sure do have positive feelings about a guy that's playing. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I think it's very commendable. I also think it's really interesting because I kind of thought Alabama was going to no-show the Sugar Bowl, right. and I thought Kansas State was going to beat them. Because um, Alabama's had that happen before. They, they've had a couple of bowl appearances when they don't make the playoff where – I think Utah beat them one year, and there was another year where uh, maybe it was Oklahoma uh, thrashed them. And I, so from a football standpoint, I was curious if this would be one of those rare uh, occurrences where Alabama doesn't really show up for the bowl, and and Bryce Young, Will Anderson wouldn't play, uh, which you know you could certainly understand why they wouldn't. But but I was caught because I was like, but Alabama doesn't normally lose twice. And the fact that they've lost twice maybe will spearhead the team into saying, all right, we've we've already we've already lost there's no way this team's losing three games, so we're all gonna play and Kansas State's got a problem. And I think Kansas State does have a problem. I think Alabama was sort of ripe for an upset, but to hear this news, uh if if they have Bryce Young uh and Will Anderson uh, you're going to see that line, which was three, start to really jump, I think, uh, in, in Alabama's favor. I would be surprised if that line isn't six and a half uh, by the end of tonight. So Florida's got a bunch of guys not playing. 
Osiris Torrance isn't playing. Justin Shorter isn't playing. Ventrell Miller isn't playing. I, I applaud Gervon Dexter because he's Richardson. not getting – Yeah, uh, Anthony Richardson is not playing. I, I really – Dexter said, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm here with my teammates. I, I think it's freaking awesome. I think, I think again, I understand the risk, but I think it's just awesome that he's playing. Um, so I should have put Gervon Dexter in there when I talked about Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Is Florida State anybody saved they're not playing in the Cheez-It Bowl? No. I haven't heard Florida of one State guy. has had no, like, bad news of any kind right. in, like, two months. Yeah, I but, mean, everybody's coming back. No one's opting out. Like, I think as of now, not only is, is Jared, Jared Verse, Verse coming back? I think they believe there's a chance he's, he's going to. he's a first-rounder. Correct. Yeah. And so uh, it seems like they've got a, a really good thing going right now in terms of harmony, and everybody, you know, is really excited about 2023. So, uh, you know, we'll see. But I, I will be, I'd be surprised if if they have anybody opt out of uh, the Cheez It Bowl. Is Ohio State anybody opt out? I mean, they're, they're I mean, Jackson Ohio State Smith and Jigba because of injury. But he yeah. hadn't played all year. Correct. Yeah, I think the doctors cleared him to he, play. Yeah, I mean it. So I would say that no. one. I, that one I get. And they have a running year. back that is hurt. Okay, um, Travion Henderson. Yeah, yeah, but I I don't think that uh, I don't think they've had anybody just yeah. say it, it's it's that's the only thing that still I think people are gonna I think really question your character and your football integrity if you're in the playoff and you're opting out. That's bad news. Yeah. Every every I other game, I think. Much of that. It, I, well, I don't think we've had it yet. Yeah, and, and um, so you're saying, as long as you're not in the playoff, you're okay with anybody opting out. I don't I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I've come around on it. I didn't like it yeah. uh, when it first started to happen. Um, but again, it's you put yourself in that position and you think about it, and it's like if I I don't love it like when it's a player like to me if I'm Justin Shorter and you're a mid round pick at best. To me, you should probably play. Right. I mean, you probably need to have the game where you have 120 yards and a touchdown in a bowl game. You could help yourself. You could help yourself. Uh, if you're Bryce Young, if you're Will Anderson, uh, I just, you know, the year that it was a really, it seemed like the year that it really became prevalent was the Fournette-McCaffrey year. Um, yeah, that's right. You know, I, I think at this point, uh, you're just you're so it's the draft process is so hard enough as it is um, to play a game that isn't going to determine anything really with your team in terms of you know banners. Uh, I I certainly understand it. I, it it again you put yourself put your son in in that situation and I think it'd be hard to say yeah you should go play in this game and possibly lose you know twenty million dollars. I think with Justin Shorter, because the quarterback that he played with all season long isn't playing, I don't blame him. You don't want to go out there and, and not have the chemistry with the quarterback that just is playing for yeah. his first game and almost look worse. Yeah, I don't blame any of them. Right. But I, but I, yeah, I, I think I probably agree with Hayes in that he's not going to hurt himself, even even with what you said, Lauren. But he probably could help himself. But I mean, but but again, I don't I don't fault any of them. They've got their. But I sure do applaud the guys that play. Gervon Dexter, I should have started with him. He's a probably a first rounder. If not, he's certainly a, a high second rounder. Would you say? And he's playing, and he's playing, and he's not helping himself any. He's just going to go play in the game. So we'll see. We'll take a break. More in a moment. Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM. Malakalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. I don't know who this is. Guys. This is Buffett. 
This is Buffett. This is Buffett. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, the Hawaiian know? Christmas song. I did not, but, I did not know that, but I, anytime I hear this song, I think about the uh, girl in Christmas vacation yeah. in the pool oh, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even I think that. What a scene. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, uh, hey, I got a question. You, the, None of the three of you will know the answer, just like I don't know the answer either because you weren't involved in it. Okay. What happened to Wordle? Remember Wordle? It's, it's, oh, I thought you said Warfel. Oh, Wordle. <laughs> like, what happened to Danny Warfel? No, no, what happened to Wordle? They People still play, because no, I, I, I know people that play. Every now and then I'll see one but on But it's Twitter. no longer, I think, cool to tweet out so, your or post your score. Speak for yourself. Yeah. So <laughs> You haven't solved mine today? So, so, so Wordle, I never knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Then all the Twitter people, the cool Twitter people, it was all you saw is their Twitter score. Their Correct. Twitter score was everywhere. Yep. And then, boom, it was gone. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I, I need to know why. To, I need, I, need a, a, I someone, never played, so I Someone who used to do Wordle on Twitter all the time that stopped. I need to know answer. I need answers. I need answers. I can't help you with any of it. I don't know how it started. I don't know how to play it. I don't know why it stopped. But every once in a while, someone will still pop up and show you their Wordle score. Remember forever? Do you just make fun of them for it? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, but, 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 but do you remember when everybody did it? It like I came, do, it I do. There was like a three-week period where everybody. That's all. You, that's all anyone yeah, did. Yeah, it was like, here's my Wordle, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Well, they even say I'm it, not on this app it. to solve puzzles, right. people. But th- that's but not I, why I'm here. But then it went away. Then it just went. went it just was gone. It was like I mean, Wordle came on Twitter and left Twitter. Didn't yeah. say goodbye. You're right. It was didn't a, turn in a notice. It was a Wordle fad. just gone. Yeah. I think enough people tweeted, stop tweeting your Wordle scores. You that think? I think they eventually that group of people. I think eventually was like. Oh, this may not be my best move. Okay. Elon Musk suspended them all. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, I mean, but I'll, but I'm saying it went away. There's this one guy that I follow because he writes about the pirates a lot. He's got a website and he does a, a and I feel bad for him. he's not. I say he's an older guy. He's probably closer to my age than the than all his staff. But when all of it went away, he now does his wordle score. And I want to tell, dude, I don't think people do it anymore. You know. <laughs> I you know I don't think I don't think it's a thing. It quit being a thing. You know, it's not a thing anymore. So anyway, wonder you guys were no help. But I still know a lot of people who play Wordle or other word. How games. do you know they play if it's not on Twitter? Do they tell you, "Hey, Lauren, I played"? Like Wordle I'll be today. at my parents' house, and my dad will say to my mom, "I'm not a genius today, Seal," and it's your, because his whoa, whoa, level of whatever it was is like just Wordle. under genius. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, and other word games too, I think. No, but wait a minute. Yeah. Your dad's like 75. Mm-hmm. I thought there was an age limit on Wordle. No. I had no idea. No, it's supposed to be like a just a brain challenging game for people who love okay. that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> but he never tweeted out his scores. I, I can't I, confirm. I, that. I just I did not know that. Okay, so you know you don't you don't know people to play world. Your dad plays world. My dad it's and not, my don't. cousin and my I have some friends who still play. You still do. And yeah. Because they talk about it. Right. Hey, how you been? Be hey, like, uh, well, you want to get together tonight? Hey, let me tell you about my Wordle score. That's what happened. Or like if they were stumped on one, then they'll ask somebody. They have oh, a Wordle conversation. Correct. Yeah, and I obviously don't participate. Okay. Okay. That's I good. say, do you want to talk about Trevor Lawrence? Again, I just didn't know what happened. I hear Jack Miller's great at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's great. He is great. Wait till Monday. We're talking about Jack Miller and his Wordle score. I mean, it's going to scare off Sam Hartman, <laughs> how good Jack Miller is at oh, it. So Wordle- you don't think that's a possibility, no matter what Jack Miller plays like. There's no transfer portal quarterback considering Florida right now possibly that will change their mind after his performance. That's correct. Okay. I 100% disagree with that. Okay. But I 200% disagree with that. But I think it's moot because I think he's going to have that 9 for 23 that you talked about. 
I oh. can't imagine how he doesn't. I can't imagine in a real world, how can you not play at all, at all in a college football game, and then suddenly you're good in a game. So I don't think I don't think it's conceivably possible for him to play well. But if he, joking aside, if he did, to your question, Lauren, if he did hang out, if he did, if he is 21 for 28 for 300 yards and a bunch of touchdowns, how can it not affect the guy? And he's going to be there next year. How can anyone not say? In the off chance that they play him, I can't go there. I mean, it, it, how does it not affect the Sam Hartmans of the world? Because the Sam Hartmans of the world <laughs> are still in college. Yeah, because I, I, I think the Gator Guard's going to lay $1.5 million on yeah, the kid to yeah. come. And I, I, yeah. once you get that check, that check pretty much assures you're the quarterback. That may not be the world that we want college football to live in, but it's the same equivalent of in the NFL, Jack yeah. Miller would be a six-round pick. And Florida's transfer portal quarterback yeah. is going to be a top five pick yeah, in the draft. And, and, I don't and the top five pick is going to and – and in this, you don't even get the experience yeah. advantage. I mean, because the in, – in, and obviously in the NFL world, your top five pick has zero NFL experience. How the portal works, he's going to be like your most experienced player maybe on your team. Right. I mean, if it's Sam Hartman, the guy's yeah. thrown for 12,000 yards but, or something but, in college. But, if, but, but, back, but that's not her question. Your question was – because I – by the way, if Sam Hartman goes, he's going to be their quarterback, no matter what Jack Miller does here. That that that's that's one topic, but that wasn't your question. I think there's merit to your question. The question is, if I'm Sam Hartman, okay, or I'm, we're using him, it could be anybody, and I'm going to go to Florida and get my million dollar NIL money, okay, and and I'm going to be the quarterback. But I watch this game, and this guy, and this is a moot point too, because it's not going to happen. But but again, for the sake of the discussion, sure. this guy Jack Miller lights it up. I mean, he's 22 for 28. For 315 yards and three touchdowns, and they win the game. And Offensive every- linemen are picking him up yeah, off the yeah, ground. Sure, I mean, right. he's he's obviously well Correct. liked. Like right. it's it, yeah, they're yeah. gravitating around right. him. If yeah. that happened, if I'm Sam Mar- Sam Hartman, I'm thinking, okay, I got my million, my million five. They love me, but I only got one crack at this. Okay, I, this, I got I get, and now if there's nobody else offering the one five, then okay. But what if? But if it's Auburn and Florida offering a similar and amount, it, and it's Penn State and it's LSU, Auburn doesn't have a quarterback at all. Florida might have a quarterback. That's my point. Is again, it's a moot point because I don't think there's any way he could play well in this game. That's not no knock on him. I just don't see how you could. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. line up well right, for him at right. all. But if he did, I think there's. I think you. My answer to your question is maybe, maybe it does affect the one guy because again, the portal guy is not good enough to be in the NFL or he'd be in the NFL. So he's got one more chance to prove that he's NFL worthy. He's got one crack at this. The last thing he can do is go somewhere and maybe get beat out of the job. Right. So so I think it I think again it's a moot point but I think yes, I think it would factor. I also wonder how Billy Napier would answer the question cuz it would come if Jack Miller played yeah, really well. Right. Is he your starting quarterback next season? Yeah. And, how does Napier handle well, that in the well, post game? Well, I think I think the post game is hey, you know what? He's earned his chance to compete for this thing. We sure appreciate what Jack's done. But what happens when Michael Pratt or Sam Hartman ask him that question? Are we sure that Jack Miller's even staying at Florida after this game? Well, no, no, no. Because I think that possibility well, exists oh, sure. where he well, might well, say, by the way, so I'm going we. somewhere else. But not if he's 23 for 28 for blah, 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 I wouldn't think. now. Well, but he, he might because well, in that scenario, he could, he could. if he's like, look, if you guys are going to bring in Correct. Hartman or Pratt or whoever, I'm not Why staying here yeah, good to point. be a backup again. Right. So the, I'll go transfer to East Carolina. The more, the more, here's the more likely scenario. The more likely scenario is he hangs the nine for 23, but maybe he makes two or three good plays. He gets his feet wet. He stays at Florida, and he's a damn good other guy to have when Sam Hartman or Michael Pratt come in. That's the more likely scenario. 
the more likely scenario is he's not going to leave again because he's already transferred. He hadn't played in so long. You know, that that's where I think is what do I think what I think let me tell you what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to go 9 for 23 and Oregon State's going to win the game uh 34 to 17, but he's going to do some good things. He's going to throw a touchdown. He's going to have some good moments. Billy Napier is going to say, "You know what? You got your feet wet given given the what you were up against. Your best lineman's gone. Uh, one of your best receivers is gone. You haven't played all year long. You haven't had a lot of reps. You've been hurt for a long time. You haven't played in a football game, and, and you've thrown, what, five or six college passes ever. You did okay. Now stick with us. And then I think Michael Pratt's going to come in and be their quarterback, and he'll be a guy that plays a little bit. That, that's, that's what I think the reality is. But we'll see what happens. Quick baseball thing before we go to Pete Prisco. Syndergaard to the Dodgers, Gib. Yeah, yeah. Syndergaard's not what he once was. No, he's not, but he's not with the Dodgers. Yeah. And you're right. He's not what he once was. But of course he's not with the Dodgers. You know, I mean, I, I'm um, even though I agree with you, Gibby, I think he's he's a he's a he's a shell of what he once was. A shell of what he once was. But gosh, of course he went to the Dodgers, right? I mean, it I'm telling you, man, it just seems like it just seems like more and more of this where's Swan, where's Swanson gonna line up? I, I don't think he's going back to Atlanta. Where, where, where do you think he winds up? I think the Cubs. I would oh. say the Cubs. Are the Red Sox in play for him now? Yeah, is? the Red Sox are in on him. The Dodgers are probably in on him, too, because the Dodgers have lost their shortstop yeah. the last two offseasons. Yeah, good point. Very good point. But I, honestly, I, I, would, I think it's the Cubs, but the Red Sox are probably under some pressure to make a move because they let Bogarts go for nothing. The guy, they one of the key pieces to the Mookie Betts trade, did you see this, got designated for assignment. Yeah, I did. I, I did see that. Yikes. <laughs> But why would, if you're Dansby Swanson, why would you go to the Cubs, who still aren't going to be all that good? They'll yeah. be better. No, it's a bit total rebuild. Right. And it's less, less of one than it was a year ago. But still, when you could go to the Red Sox, who still have – if Devers is there, still have a few pieces, right? I mean, Trevor Story's there. Devers is there. I know they, they let – I know Bogarts is gone and Betts is gone a few years ago. But if I'm Dansby Swanson, the Red Sox – I'd, I'd rather, way rather wind up. Well, I see the think? Twins are linked to Swanson as far as uh-huh. wanting him, but they may be outbid by the Cubs and the Braves. The, Cubs and the Braves, not the Red Sox. Right. Go ahead, Gip. Well, for Swanson, it, it, it boils down to what, what do you want most? Do you want to win yeah. or do you want the cash? Because yeah. if you yeah. want all the money, the Cubs are going to give you all the money, but they're not going to win like yeah. the Dodgers yeah. or the Braves are. I agree. Agreed on both counts. Yeah, good good point. You're just exactly right. What do you want? If you're Dansby Swanson, what are you, what's your priority? Because you're gonna. By the way, you're gonna get a bunch of money either way. Right. Yep. You're, you're you're getting you're getting set for life money either way. So it just turns out how much of the set for life money versus winning it. You just uh, Lauren. He just got married to Mallory Pugh. Oh yeah, Dansby that's right. did the soccer, soccer player. player. Okay, how about that? You know, some international so team player. Who knew? He's on the beach somewhere, not caring where he's going to sign because he's going to get paid either way. (laughs) Let's take a break and talk NFL football. Pete Prisco joins us after this, brought to you by Showtime. Stay with us. Time for all things Jaguars and NFL with Pete Prisco. The Prisco Report, presented by Showtime Sports Cards and Collectibles. Showtime. On the Frangie Show. All right, so the the monthly in-store show, the card show, is tomorrow at Showtime from 9 until 4. Head to Showtime Sports Cards and Collectibles. Man, they've got great holiday shopping for you as well. You know where it's located, corner of Phillips and Shad Road. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But that card show is tomorrow, 9 to 4. You're going to love it. Great time to get by there, particularly if you're shopping for the holiday. Pete Prisco joins us from CBSSports.com. Pete, how you doing, buddy? Good. What's up, guys? Well, man, well, it's Christmas. You ready for Christmas? Have you shopped yet? 
That's my question. Uh, yes, I have. Okay, you have. Wow, very, very organized. Well, I have to. Okay. I have to because my my wife is coming up uh, that way for the holidays, oh. so I got to get done you coming, early. You coming too or no? No, yeah. I got to work. Christmas Eve is a football day. You guys know that. I do know that. I do know that. It's very good. Hey, um, Pete, if the Jaguars win this game, and we'll get to the Tennessee game in a minute, but if the Jaguars win this game, uh, we were talking about this earlier in the program, I think there's going to be a buzz about them, four out of six, Trevor playing as well as most quarterbacks in the league, if not all, uh, particularly if they win and he has another one of those good games. Am I am I overstating this? Am I overthinking it? W- won't they be among the talk of the league if they win on Sunday? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, starting to get a little bit of attention because of the way Trevor's been playing as well. Um, and you're starting to see it on, you know, a lot of a lot of TV shows, a lot of national media and stuff. So, yeah, I, I definitely think they'll get much, much more attention if they win this game. And, you know, it's a big game for them. It's a big game for the Cowboys, too. I mean, you know, the Cowboys are trying to track down the Eagles, and they got to look ahead next week. They play them next week, I think, don't they? And and so I think there's a little yep. chance of a look ahead. This will come down. It's really simple. Can they block them? Can they can they protect the quarterback? And can they get after the quarterback? It's it's that simple because the Cowboys can really rush the passer, and they don't give up a lot of sacks. So uh, I think that's, that's ultimately a, a, what it will come down to because you know they can get after the quarterback. Pete, do you feel like Trevor Lawrence is becoming one of the top five, seven quarterbacks in the league? Is this is this a hot kind of short-term thing, or do you think this is the launching point? No, he's arrived. It's done. Forget about anything. I remember he had, to, he had the handicap season last year playing for that moron as a coach. So, I mean, he had to overcome that. And uh, and he's done it. And and not only that, he's done it with, with uh, a swagger, an attitude, a belief in himself. And they propped him out there every week last week, last year. I mean, and, and he handled it as a rookie quarterback. That tells you the kind of kid he is. Um, no, he's, he's arrived. And, and again, I say this all the time. He just made that franchise relevant for the next 12, 10, 12 to 15 years. Because I think that's how good he can be. And, you know, we look at the small market teams. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, relevant. Buffalo, Josh Allen, relevant. Bengals, Joe Burrow, relevant. And now you have this guy as well. So uh, I think, you know, if you're a Jaguar fan uh, and you didn't buy tickets this year, you'll buy them next year because that's how good they're going to be with that kid going forward. I agree. Pete, you mentioned Trevor's swagger and attitude. Were you surprised by some of his comments this week and and maybe some of the scoreboard pointing uh, last week or the waving the fans goodbye? That, to me, was kind of the first time we've actually seen that swagger. But he called all you guys out that doubted him, huh? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can honestly say, I, 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 did you hear anybody down other than fans that were questioning him, and maybe some people in the national media? I didn't. There wasn't any of us that doubted him. No, I never did. I, I know you guys didn't either. No, I, I don't. I don't think. But, but you know how narratives go. Uh, if fans says, fans are mad, fans hate everybody. At least some fans do. You know. So, so no, I, I'm. But you know what, Pete? If he served that, if he let that serve as motivation. Good for him. I, I've said this. I, I said this from the minute it happened. On the Monday show, we got back from London. When he threw that interception at the pylon, when the read was – the read was there was no read on that. It was not go through a second or third progression. There was not a check down. The play is you roll right. It's first and goal from the one. If Kirk's not there, you throw it in the stands and a second goal from the one. And when he didn't do that because he believed – because he's always been able to get stuff in there. He's always been able to get away with stuff you're not supposed to do. When he tried and didn't – I thought that was the turning point. Now that's become kind of the narrative, Pete, that that was the – but I thought it at the time. He won't do that. He's finally learned how good the guys are in this league, and I thought that was the turning point for him. 
that they also haven't rolled them that way that much anymore after the, yeah. the couple times that they did, which, which I hate, by the way. I see. To me, when you roll him and cut the field in half, I think it limits what he can do. And yeah, he's a great athlete, he's got the big arm, but we're seeing now what he can do when he navigates the pocket. And and you know, I'll give you an example. And you guys saw the play; you were there. You know, the the rifle shot he threw, he, he avoided a couple pass rushers, and he threw a rifle shot down to the end zone. Was it Zay Jones? And they grabbed Zay's arm. Otherwise, it's a touchdown. Now, I can look at that play and say. A, he navigated the pocket. It was fantastic. He was rolling left and threw back kind of with, with his body contorted. Uh, and it was an amazing throw that should have been caught for a touchdown. But he also had Christian Kirk for a 35-yard gain all by himself, and he might have scored. I was just going to so stop you. Look- I was, let me stop you, okay? You saw the all-22, right? Correct. Okay. The, the great th- – I, I want you to continue your thought. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I want to point out what Pete's saying. On the great throw to Zay where it should have been pass interference because they grabbed his arm – he had Christian Kirk for a touchdown and didn't see him. That's your point. And that and that and I promise you on a you, deep over on yeah. a deep over route, he's clear, there's not a soul near him. Right. And that's the next step for him. And granted, it should have been a touchdown. If he doesn't grab an arm, it is a touchdown. But when you grade that as a quarterback guy and, and a guy who watches a lot of tape and I'm sure the the film tells him the same story. Make the easy throw, the simple throw, and it's still a touchdown. You don't have to fit it in there and make the beautiful throw like he made. So I think that's the next step for him. Once he gets to that step, watch out because he's going to be a star star. Pete, what did you make of the Jaguars' defense forcing all the turnovers against Tennessee? Well, part of the problem is Tennessee's offensive line is horrible. I told you guys that last week. They are bad. That's a bad group. They can't, they're not big. They're not physical. They get pushed around. And they have young kids at right tackle and an average backup at left tackle. So they have a problem. So I think that helped with the turnovers. Uh, I also think that, you know, they were physical. I mean, they, you know, Quarterman's hit on, on, on uh, Derrick Henry was amazing. I mean, he came across the field. He slipped a couple times, got, got into the play, and, and blasted him. So, you know, one of them you can't really count that little bit, you know, the, the snap to, to uh, Henry that he dropped. You can't count on that all the time. But they were aggressive. And what I really liked, Two things I liked, and I've been saying it a bunch on your show, and I think you guys agree with me. Walker with his hand down, he had eight eight snaps, I think, and he had pressures on. He had a sack on one of them and a nice inside pressure on another one. And then moving Darius Williams outside, he's an outside corner. They tried to make him a nickel corner. That's not what he is. He played outside, and he was much better, I thought. So I, I think those are two moves I think helped the defense. Pete, I believe you believe the Cowboys will win, but do you think the Jaguars can still win the division? Yes, and here's what you don't want to happen. You win against Dallas, you go beat a good a good Jets team on the road on a short week on Thursday, and then you lose to the Texans. That's what you don't want to happen. But I don't think that will happen. I, I think if they win this week, uh, the Jets are you know reeling in terms of the offense. So your your strength against their strength in that game, go win one. It's a short week, and then you should beat the Texans, and that means. You look at the Titans' schedule. I think the Titans lose this week to the Chargers, although you know there's always the possibility of the Chargers' charger, which you never want to see when you need them to win if you're the Jaguars. And then you have, um, you have they play the Cowboys next week. So with that bad offensive line, that's a problem. So I think they could lose their next two. And if Jacksonville beats the Cowboys, I think they have a legitimate chance to win the division. Yeah, I think, I think if the Jags win this game, they are as well positioned as they've been in a long. Again, that's four out of six now, Pete. That would be uh, the the Jets game is going to be tougher than people think. Short week is going to be cold. It's on the road, 
but I'm very confident in the last two, including the Titans here, because I just saw that game up there. Right? So I'm very confident in the last two. I think the Jets game's hard, but if they win, I'll, I'll tell you this: if the Jags win out, they win the division. Okay, and I know the Titans mathematically would have to lose again too. But Pete, if the Jags sweep them, they're going to lose again. Whether it's this week against the Chargers, whether it's against the Cowboys, I firmly believe. If, there's no doubt in my mind if the Jags went out, they win the division. you agree or disagree? Absolutely. Absolutely. They went out, they win the division. Because I, I think the Titans are bad right now. I mean, they're banged up on defense. Their offensive line is terrible. And, and you know, when, when they aren't uh, you know, hitting some shot plays off the run game, then, then they're bad on offense, too, even though Henry had a good day early in that game last week. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think, I mean, look, what, if you won the division, it's gravy. They're playing a meaningful game a week before Christmas right. against the Dallas Cowboys. That's all anybody needs to know about the Jaguars and where they're heading. A meaningful game in December with a bunch of kids on that roster. And, and kudos to Doug Peterson and his staff because, you know, they, they put him in this position. But when I look back on this season, there are two or three they let get away. Think about the spot they should be in right now. Yeah, no no doubt about it. Houston and Denver spring to mind immediately. Pete, is there anything that uh, has your attention around the league uh, in terms of games this week? Well, yeah, I mean, look, I think Buffalo and Miami, I think this is an enormous week for Miami. You know, everybody, you know, the new wave coach came to town. Look, he's funny. He yucks it up. He's different. He look, doesn't look the part. And they got off to a good start and they won. But now you lost two in a row. Now let's see what that coach does. You know, people are saying the offense got figured out. Teams started taking away the middle of the field. They didn't adjust to it. Two is struggling a little bit. It's a big week for him. And now where do you got to go? Third straight road game. By the way, the schedule maker wasn't very favorable to them. On the road, short week, in bad conditions in Buffalo. And now you got to go try and win a game. Because if Miami doesn't win that game, they play Green Bay. They play at New England. They play the Jets. Uh, to close them out. Think about that. They have a legitimate chance not to make the postseason, and that would be a heck of a, uh, a fall-off for a team that a lot of people had pegged as a, a potential Super Bowl team at one point. Pete, are you excited about the matchup between the Broncos and the Panthers? The, the, Bronco, the Broncos and the Cardinals. That's what I meant. Sorry, yeah, Cardinals. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, Brett no, Rippin no, we, and Colt McCoy. We've seen the Broncos and Panthers, and that wasn't very exciting, yeah. by the way. And uh, that's, this one's going to be even worse. I mean, think about it's probably going to be two backup, you know, uh, we'll, two backup quarterbacks. And, oh, boy, Brett Rippon against Colt McCoy. You excited for that? I'm not. First one, two, seven wins. But they can't score anyway. The Broncos couldn't score, can't score if Russell Wilson's in the game. That's a concern, you know. And, and last week they actually scored some points against Kansas City, but they still stunk. In recent years, well, hell, all years, but we always talk about best coach in football, right? Bill Belichick, and we've always talked about him, and, and certainly Andy Reid deserves it, and Sean Payton got so much acclaim of late. And, you know, Sean McVay wins a Super Bowl, so they talk about how he's a wonder kid. We've, we've talked and talked. Nobody ever mentions Kyle Shanahan as far as the best coach. Pete, Pete Carroll had his run. I got to tell you, bro, he might be the best one. He, he, he might be the best guy. I, it doesn't matter who plays quarterback. We figured that part out, right? I mean, is he – is he close to being – if he's not the best coach in the NFL, he's – well, that's a small list, isn't it? Well, he's certainly the best offensive coach, I think, right now in the NFL. Um, you know, and, and he's done a great job hiring defensive guys. Yes. Think about it. He hired he hired Sala, and he's been great. And he, and, and he had D'Amico Ryan, and that was going to be a head coach. Right. So, yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, they make it 
so easy on the quarterback. I mean, they really do. The quarterback has it so easy in that offense. I mean, look at that play last night. To throw the middle of the field to Kittle for the touchdown, fake screen left, fake screen pump right, and then release him into the middle of the field, you could have made that throw, Frank. That's how good a scheming uh, he is at scheming up things. So, yeah, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. But, again, you got to win one. I well, mean, he's been close. you got to win one. And I was going to say that. I mean, I mean, obviously, Belichick and Andy Reid are the, the gold standard. I get that. And, and Tomlin and Harbaugh have won one. And Mikhail McCarthy's won one. But – but I'm telling you, Pete, I, if you ask me, uh, take Doug Peterson out because I'm biased to Doug. Uh, if you ask me, and take Belichick out because no one, Belichick's proven. If you t- ask about all the young coaches, I don't know that I'd pick anybody ahead of the guy. I, I, any of them. Any of those guys. And, and look, the guy in Minnesota's doing a great job. There's guys, I don't think I'd take anybody ahead of the guy. No, I'm with you. I think I think he's been outstanding and every every accolade he he gets he deserves that's how good a play call look there's been great play callers sean payton when he's in the game right. is a great play caller but this guy in the way he schemes it up is as good as anybody and and he calls a game and again the best compliment you can give a play caller is he makes it easy on his quarterback pete bryce young and will anderson are going to play in a new year six bowl game you don't have any problem with that do you what are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I mean, these two are going to be top five picks, and uh, why would you play in a game that means nothing, absolutely nothing? And and you could say, oh, they're insured, they're getting NIL money, and they have money and everything else, but there's a big difference between a couple million of NIL money and $40 million. And, and then not only that, the second contract. So. I don't get it. I don't understand why. I loved that they're playing. I loved that they're playing. Come on, Frank. I I loved that they're playing. You wouldn't play. But but, but I don't have to make that decision. (laughs) I just have to love that they have. I love that they're playing. But you have to put yourself in that position. If you were that guy, would you play? Probably not, but I loved it. They no, are. hell no, but, yeah, hell no. But, uh, and, and, but a lot. So I, you I, could watch them run around and play in a meaningless, in an exhibition well, game. It's you know like funny? watching somebody in preseason. But you know what's funny about that? Their season was over when they lost LSU. They weren't going. They weren't going to the playoff, right? They weren't going. I don't know Nick Campaign like he was. Yeah, he did, but he wasn't. <laughs> but he wasn't. But but if they hadn't played against Auburn, everybody would have crushed them, right? Yeah, hey, I so, mean, yeah, that's they, where I mean, we look, are they now. Weren't, but yeah, and you know what? Maybe that's that's another way to start. Uh, oh, got a bad foot today. Yeah, I'm yeah. not playing. <laughs> you know, and I, I work with Rick Spielman, okay? And, right, right, and Rick, right. you know, old school guy, and Rick and me get into it. I go, Rick, you're you're from 1950s. Stop oh. it. I mean, it's not a negative if they don't play. It's not a negative if they don't play. Anybody the way, who sees that yeah. as a negative is this guy. Yeah, and by the way, I agree with that. I, we We had this topic earlier. I don't fault any of the guys to say, you know what? Uh, the, we've done what we could. We were loyal. We earned our scholarship. I'm going to shut it down now and start getting ready for the draft. I don't rip one guy who doesn't play. I hear you. But I think it's cool that two guys decided to play. The, the, the reality is, and I know what happened with Jake Butt, but it's rare to get an injury of that significance. We all know that. It's one Jalen more, Smith. Yeah, yeah. No, there's been a few. There, there, I'm not, there's been more than one. But I, I just think that the fact that they're doing it, I think it's a I, For me, I think it's a cool thing. I get it. I get both sides of it. And I would never rip a guy that's not. But I think it's cool. I, I told hey, I, I love that they're playing. I think it's cool. You know what, though? You can't pay them bills when you're 70 years old with those pom-poms <laughs> from college. I can tell you that. That's a fact. All right, Pete, have a great Christmas, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. 
We'll you see. got it. Take care. We'll see you, buddy. <laughs> Pete Prescott, check it in from CBS Sports. Once again, his report is brought to you by Showtime Sports Cards and Collectible. Uh, the monthly in-store card show is tomorrow, 9 to 4. Get by there. They do a great job with those card shows. And look, if you're shopping for the holidays, what a better place. What better place is there to go for the sports fan that you know than Showtime Sports Cards and Collectibles? I'm telling you, man. They, JD and Richard, their gang, they do such a good job. Head there uh, tomorrow for the card show or anytime before Christmas. Take a break. More in a moment. 10 10 Excels and 92.5 FM. It is almost the weekend. We've got a bowl game that matters to a lot of people around here. We've got a Jaguars game that matters to everybody around here. What a good weekend it will be. Hayes, I have a philosophical question for you. Okay. So, not to give anything away, but we are going to reveal our, our bowl pick em here in a little bit. I chose Oregon State on my bowl pick em because mm-hmm. I'm trying not to lose. But the picks contest, I don't really care if I win or not. So can I go against myself and do what I've done all year and pick Florida in the picks and be completely different than bull pick them? Okay. Absolutely. Because I'm really not trying to jinx my football team who I've picked all year, and it's obviously only worked six times. Uh, But I don't want to be the loser yet again because what I had failed to realize is even though I'm going to be the loser of the whole year most likely – you still have to bring lunch the next two right, times. Right. I had said y'all could just turn in your sheets with nothing on That's it, right. forgetting that you would still then have to bring lunch well and said. be mercifully ridiculed for three hours or s- somewhere around there by me. Mm-hmm. Whoever <laughs> loses next, you will be ridiculed for the entire show on As Monday. As it should be. Oh, by the way, I would expect nothing less. By, by the way, I've never respected you more yeah. than right now. Just, the, the, uh, I it, would, will, it will be coming all yeah, day long. Yeah, I, I think the uh, what I'm going to do is um, I'm, if I lose, yeah. even though Brooks is probably wearing the hat, mm-hmm. because of just how merci- unmercifully I went Clemson, 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 I'm going to resign from the company <laughs> right right beforehand. So there's that. So. I can understand that. All right. One thing we talked about a little bit the other day based off of Doug Peterson when it comes to the Jaguars and the Cowboys, he specifically said they've got to run the ball more and they probably need to run yeah. between 130 and 140 yards, somewhere in that frame of reference or in that ballpark. The Cowboys haven't done well when teams have been able to rush on them. So how important is Travis Etienne in this game? Well, critically important. And I and – I, listen, I've always said – the quarterback matters the most, and I still believe that. But the real real the real reality of this is that that the Cowboys are not great against the run, and they are exceptionally good against the pass. the The reality is they are a great pass rushing team. They've got a great back end. If you find your that's why what you don't want to do, Hayes, is be behind. The if you get behind the Cowboys, that's why they've won ten games is they've gotten up on people. So. I don't know that I feel like the Jags are going to run for a lot of yards. They're just a better passing team than running team. That's just reality. But this is one of those games, uh, incomplete pass on first down, throw it on, run it on second, third and seven, you might run it again. You know, you might first down, you run it second and eight, you might run it again. It's, it's one of these games that I think Doug Peterson would be wise to call more runs than he typically would given all of that. So I would be a little bit surprised if you don't see more running attempts than you have in recent games to her question. I think there's there's no way around it. I mean, I, I think it, it it does wonders for the Jaguars if they're able to get ETN going. Uh, it's going to uh, limit the exposure that your defense is going to have to face against a, a very talented Dallas attack. Uh, and, again, it, it negates the pass rush. I mean, that's the, the biggest thing. It's just it's really – hard to rush the quarterback when it's third and two, third and three. Um, when it's third and eight, third and nine, it's significantly easier. And so I I like the fact that Doug Peterson doesn't really like to run the ball. 
but he's smart enough to see games in which, okay, I'm not going to be stubborn. I, I don't particularly like having to take this path to win, but it's absolutely the path that we should take against this team to try and win. And, uh, and you know, I, I think that I also like the fact that he hasn't even remotely shied away from it. I mean, in front of us, I mean, you can only imagine what he has said in meetings and, and how much of a emphasis he has placed upon the ground game to the linemen uh, into the back. So I, I think it's really exciting. And I think, look, I think Travis Etienne, I think is going to be uh, an exceptional back in this league. And I think he's, he is on his way to getting there. I, I think he's at a point where they haven't, really overused him uh so by all means give it to Travis Etienne 29 times if you have to on Sunday uh if if that is going to be what gets this victory you've got to do it because there'll be matchups you know the Jets the Texans uh you know we'll see I mean obviously they're gonna they're gonna try and attack the Titans through the air again when they see them again we'll see the you know how healthy Tennessee is if, if they've gotten some players back but um but this feels like a game with ETN that you put a lot on him, knowing that you may not have to put a lot on him uh, in in the three games to come following. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that you said there is critical, and that's to keep your defense off the field. If you can control the clock in this game, I think that's going to be absolutely massive because that's what really, Frank, the Cowboys want to do. They want to control the clock, and not just this game, but in, in most of the games that they play. And so that, I think, will yeah. be a huge key. I will say this. You talk about the Jags running it, and we're all in agreement. It is a key. If you somehow can stuff the run, and the Jags are better against the run than the pass, if you somehow can – I mean, if you can somehow stop the run here, if you can make Dak beat you, Dak's been okay, Hayes. He's not been great. We've all talked about it. Trevor Lawrence has been the better of the two quarterbacks in this game. Now, Dak's got the better team around him. We know that. But but think about it now. If you if – you and those backs are good, man. They're really good. But if you somehow can – can stuff the run a little bit. I think that's how Houston stayed in the game last week. They made Dak, they made Dak try to beat you. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a big part of it. Maybe the most important part is keep Tony Pollard and, and Zeke from beating you, right? Absolutely. And, uh, again, in terms of Travis Etienne's workload, he's got 163 carries right now. That's 15th in the NFL. So they've done a good job of managing him. Um, he's not anywhere near – uh, the guys that are in the the top three are at 251. Um, you know that's that's Travis has 90 fewer carries than the guys that are in the top three: Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley. So, uh, you've done a nice job of of monitoring him and using him in moderation. And now, drink up and give Travis Etienne 29, 30 carries uh, because. Right now, he's middle of the pack and carries. You've done a nice job of saving him for a game like this. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got a double dip for you. we got our picks contest, Ooh. which has gotten really close. Uh, we also will reveal our Loser Monday Bowl picks, or at least some of those. Uh, picking time is next. Stay with us. Now back to a Big Chief Tire Friday on the Frangie Show. Big Chief Tire. Visit BigChiefService.com. Live from Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> Gross. I've been there. I don't never get old. 
Here we go. The picks, they look like this. The standing, oh, they're close. Hayes Carline, 46 and 38, 56 total points. Lauren Brooks, 44 and 40, 56 total points. I'm 45 and 39, 53 total points. Gibby's 40 and 44, 45 total points. Kind of bunched in there. To get, it, it's still a ball game. Absolutely. I, I thought for a while it wasn't. Uh, Lauren leads in game picker upper. She has six. Risk taker over here. Hayes five. <laughs> Me four. Gibby three. Money balls. Lauren also leads in those six six and eight. Uh, Hayes is five and nine. I'm four and ten. Gibby's two and twelve. That's why I'm actually one pick better than Lauren, but three points behind her. Let me point that out. So, <laughs> Because you're afraid to take risks. Because I feel uh, that made me feel better just saying it. Okay, so we're all clear. Also, have either has anyone of any of the three of y'all thought about like the fact that I have never picked against my teams? How much better I would be at this if I actually would pick against? No, we're my just teams? waiting for you to wear the hat. I, I, honestly, that that's this has nothing to do with the hat. But I'm answering your question. When we think about you, we think about you. I'm gonna reserve what I was about to say <laughs> so that I don't get fired. I'm staying far enough away, but I do. Yeah. So I can't get it. Let's oh, get- I can kick pretty far. We need to bring the. Uh, COVID plexiglass back. She'd kick right through she it. Would, yeah. You just don't want a girl to beat you in the picks. <laughs> Let's get right to it. Here we go. The uh, the picks for this week, um, we're going to mix it up again because we're close enough together. Um, but uh, we'll have you start Hayes. Oregon State, Florida. Hayes Carlisle. Jack Miller uh, is going to have a rough day in Vegas. I like Oregon State. Give me the Beavers. I got to take Oregon State as well. Lauren Brooks. In this contest, I did not pick against Florida. In the bull pick'em, it may be a different story because I'm trying not to lose. But give me the Gators, and Shane Matthews likes them. I like them, too. Andrew Gibson. Yeah, the line has actually dropped a little bit. Uh, it was 10. I think it's 8.5 now, but I'll still take Oregon State. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. Game picker-upper opportunity right out of the gate for Lauren Brooks. Uh, Cincinnati-Louisville. Lauren. I have absolutely no idea who's going to win this game, but I will take Cincinnati. Cincinnati says Lauren Brooks. I'm going to come right with you, Lauren. So I can't gain on you there. I will take Cincinnati as well. Hey, Carlion. I will take the Louisville Cardinals oh. because I figure they're due. Their basketball <laughs> team is bad. So maybe they're due to win a football bowl game. Louisville How about says that for analysis? I like it. Andrew Gibson. This is the Scott Satterfield Bowl. He yes. coached at Louisville. He's going to go to Cincinnati, and they're on the same sideline as that? this game is at Fenway Park in Boston. Love so it. that's very Love interesting. It. I'm going to take Cincinnati. Ooh, oh, Carlisle's got a chance. I'm game. pretty sure Louisville's favored. So they Lauren, are. How about this? Barely. Lauren and Hayes are both ahead, and they both have game picker-upper opportunities here. Go Cards. How about that? This game is much closer as far as the, the spread. All right, let's go quickly. Uh, give me t- changes to the uh, NFL music. All right, I'll go first here. Lions and the Jets. Right now, I think the Lions are one of the best teams in football. I know they're on the road. I know it's going to be cold. But uh, the Lions are playing well. The Jets are having to go back to Zach Wilson. Give me Detroit on the road. Andrew Gibson. Yeah, I'm with you on the Lions. Um, I don't think they wanted to go with the Zach Wilson, of course, so I'm going to take the Lions. They're hot. Hayes Carlion. Come on, Hayes. Give me the Lions. Ah, oh, I thought he was going to do it. Opportunity, Brooks. I'm not doing it. I don't. I, the Jets' defense is really good, but I believe in the Lions. The fact the Lions were able to beat the Vikings last week only proves it further. Raiders at home against the Patriots. Gibby. Oh, man. I'm going to take the Raiders barely. <laughs> Barely. Okay. I like it. Lauren Brooks. I'll go opposite him just for fun. Give me the Patriots. The Patriots on the road, says Lauren Brooks. Hayes Carline. I will take the student to beat the teacher. I will take Vegas 
to take down Belichick and the Patriots. I hate to do this, but I'm giving Lauren Brooks yet another wow. game picker up for opportunity. I'm going to go Raiders right now. We're all, yeah, you know, I, I threw some Hail Marys. I'm not throwing them in as much anymore because we're close all of a sudden. Uh, Chargers and Titans, I will go first. <sighs> I hate the Titans, but they win these games. They're supposed to lose. They lose. They've lost a bunch. I'm probably going to need a game picker up because I'm going to take the Titans. Lauren Brooks. I'm sure as hell not taking the Titans. Ace Carline. I'm sure as hell not taking the Titans. Andrew Gibson. <laughs> I'm sure as hell not taking the Titans. <laughs> game picker up, I'd love to lose that one. And finally, uh, the uh, Cowboys, Jags, Hayes Carline. Uh, a great game. I'm really excited for it. Dallas wins, I think, uh, 37 to 30. Andrew Gibson. By the way, real quick, no Derwin James for the Chargers, so okay. that's not great. Right. Um, Titans receivers don't worry me. <laughs> right. I, I I would love to see the Jaguars pull this off. I would love to see it. I, I just don't think they're going to have an answer for CeeDee Lamb in particular in the game for me. I, I'll take the Cowboys. Lauren Brooks. Travis Etienne rushes for a buck fifty, and we are celebrating on Sunday and Monday. No, you're really celebrating because that <laughs> means that is a that is game picker upper. And Moneyball for you, yeah. that could thrust you into the lead is what could happen. And I could have had another game picker up with Jets Lions, and I didn't take it. So there you go. Those are our picks. One more time, I'll, it looks like this. Oregon State, Lauren likes the Gators. The rest of us have Oregon State. Um, Cincinnati, Louisville, Hayes likes Louisville. The rest of us have Cincinnati. We all like the Lions over the Jets. Patriots and Raiders, Lauren's got the Patriots. The rest of us have the Raiders. Titans and Chargers, I took the Titans. The rest of you took the Chargers. And Cowboys and Jags, Lauren took the money ball and a game picker up for opportunity. Ooh, there could be some movement this year. There will or be. this week. Uh, the rest of us took the Cowboys one more time. Hayes Carline leads with 50. Not correction. Hayes Carline and Lauren Brooks are tied with 56 total points. They're in the lead. I'm three behind at 53 total points. Andrew Gibson was 45 total points. That is our picks contest. Love it, love it, love it, and love it. How did we do in the bowls? We, we also have a loser Monday, by the so, way, where we pick 20 bowls. So as far as who loses for the year, this is the main thing we'll be paying attention to. There are only three games where Gibby and I differ. Yeah, so oh, wow. so, so for people that don't, you, you, let me, let me. I'm glad you said yeah, that. Yeah, loser for the year, I am in the yeah. shot, or shotgun seat, I guess you could say. I'm driving the, yeah, the loser yeah, bus. I have five you're losses. You're in the catbird seat, as they cat call it. Bird. So. I'm allergic to cats, and I don't like birds, so I don't like that so one. So here you go. Lauren has five losses, okay? She's threatening to wear the hat for the third time in four years. That means the most and losses. And quit Loser Monday for life. And the Loser Monday. Uh, so she's got five losses. Gibby has three with two to go, two contests left. So he'd have to lose. He'd have to be the loser two weeks in a row for them to tie, and then uh, they'd have to have a playoff. I would have to collapse. You would have to collapse. Hayes and I are now safe. Um, Hayes will not wear the hat for the second time. I will not wear the hat for the first time. We both have two losses. So it's down to Lauren and Gibby. We have this, then we have an AFC-NFC championship, and then we, then we crown – a loser. So uh, so it, what matters is Gibby and Lauren. So now, now there's your backdrop. Now yes. go ahead. So for loser for the year, Gibby and I, there are only three games where we differ. Okay, where are they? I have Maryland. Gibby has NC State. Okay. I have Duke. Gibby has UCF. And I have Wisconsin. And Gibby has Oklahoma State. Okay. Those are the only three games about, where we differ. So we're going to kind of know early. Yeah. Who works Yes. That? Uh, yes. W- w- anything else stand out? Yes, where? absolutely. So I mean, then, in terms of between you two. Correct, right. between us two. Uh, as far as games that are different than everyone, Frank, you have the most. You have Penn State. The rest of us have Utah. Yep. You have Tennessee. The rest of us have Clemson. You really? have Notre Dame. The rest of us have South Carolina. And you have Washington. The rest of us have Texas. Love it. 
Now, Hayes and Frank, you both have Iowa. Gibby and I both have Kentucky. Uh, Hayes and Gibby both have UCF. And then Frank and Gibby both have Oklahoma State. Hayes, your two games that separate you, all three of us have USC, you have Tulane. And all three of us have Mississippi State, you have Illinois. Gibby only has one game that he's the only one who picked the team. That would be NC State. There were three of us picked Maryland. Uh-huh. And I don't have a single game where I differ from the three of you. How about that? Really? So I don't know if that's good or bad. And obviously in this game of strategy, I suck. So I'm going to guess that it's bad. So there you go. So that's what we have. I'm up the, these are so crazy because you, it's tough to know who's playing, who's not, who's opting in, who's hurt. It's uh, it's going to be tough. All right. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So those are our picks. And by the way, I want to I wanna do this again. Our picks contest, so we know how deep we go, because I always tend to forget this. In our picks contest last year, I won with 63 and 44, so we had 107 games. Okay. Okay. In 2020, I won with 66 and 36, so we had 102 games. Okay. So that gives us an idea. We, we, we go just over 100 games, and right now, Hayes, you're ahead with – you guys are ahead 40. We had, we've had 84 games. So we just go through the NFL regular season. I think season? that's what we. I'm trying to. Remember, I was trying to remember that, but yeah. it must be the end of the NFL regular season. Because, that would make sense. Because if we're at 84 now, we're trying to get Unless to just we, over 100. Did we do like NFL so, playoffs? I don't remember. It that, looks like but. it's three more weeks. It looks like we didn't do play. We've never done playoffs. Okay. So, so we. It looks like it's three more weeks, give or take, three or four more weeks to pick. So there you go. So there. there yeah. Cause, well, it would just be three because it. This is. There's only three more NFL weeks after this. That's right. right. And That's right. So, yeah. unless we're doing I think now, we, do we do? We'll mix in some college games. We will. But okay. it's still, but it's even still, though we've got this, yeah, we'll okay. still mix in some college okay. games. But it still ends after those three gotcha. weeks. So, this, so there you go. What was y'all's toughest game to pick? Can uh, you the, think of in, one in the bowls? Yeah, or in the, the bowls. Uh, yeah, I had a couple. Of, give me. I could not. I could not get Penn State, Utah. That one's uh, Maryland, NC State, which was Hayes. You yeah, said that was, was yours. That, that was a tough one. Mississippi State, Illinois. Those are the I thought Duke UCF was also that. It is Lauren. That was my toughest yeah. one. Duke I UCF. I could not figure yeah, it out. Me, uh, me too. Me too. There was, that's what's fun about this. There's not. I mean, there's a lot of fun. There's good bowl matchups. Here. Did you guys have a gut feeling on an upset that you picked? On the, in the bowls. Yeah. Um, is Penn State? An, I, they're 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 the underdog. I think Penn State's going to beat Utah. Yeah. But I, but I went back and forth on that one. Um, I went with Mississippi State over Illinois just yeah, I because I wanted the emotions of yeah. it for Mississippi State. I went Mississippi. I went back and forth on that one, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, land, I landed on Mississippi State. I was surprised you didn't pick Illinois on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went back and forth and back and forth on that one. Uh, is you Notre Dame all, favored? Yeah. Uh yes. Okay, so that all three of us. You guys all took upset. Clemson over Tennessee because of Hendon Hooker, right? And the receivers are out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I Jalen just, Hyatt declared for the draft. Yeah, I just think they're going up and down the field. We'll say. We'll. But again, again. It's hard for me because I'm going against my team. Lauren, uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't you and I pick Kentucky, right? <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I got Davo and Kate in the same game. Yeah. I'm far enough where she can't kick me, just in case yeah. you want to know. No, I'm you're not. <laughs> Did you guys give any thought? Cause I, I, yeah, we both have Kentucky, Gibby. That's an upset, yeah. technically. Um, yeah, that's I think Tulane's going to beat USC. Yeah. I just think – I'm even curious Caleb if – Caleb Williams might play. Might play. Yeah. Um, but even if he does, you know, I'm curious. He was – I mean – he looked really hurt against Utah. So I'm curious. Plus, you have the whole Heisman thing. So that was one where sometimes you just sort of get yeah, gut absolutely. feelings. I might have picked Kansas State had Bright, because I, I thought initially Bryce right. Young and Will Anderson wouldn't play. Um, 
But uh, but that it's, one was easy for me, even if they didn't play. Yeah, me too. I just don't think K State can too. suit up everywhere else on the field yeah. with Alabama. I, w- I would have picked Alabama. With and maybe that's about. a brand name thing. Maybe that's an sure. SEC. But I did done, done the same thing. I it done just done. always feels like there's one that just surprises us. Yep. So yep. anyway, we'll let's, see. Let's take a break. We'll wrap the program with uh, Lawrence news and notes. Stay with us. What's going on in the world? It's time for Frangie Show news and notes. Here's Lauren Brooks. It's beginning to look a lot like. Christmas. Before we get to news and notes, let's get into a little Jaguars injury report. Take it away, Gibby. The personal injury attorneys of Farah and Farah present this injury update. Farah and Farah. Jacksonville. Protecting you and your family since 1979. All right, let's first begin with the visiting uh, Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys injury report looks like this. They've got one guy that's listed as out for this game. Jake Ferguson, a tight end, is not going to play due to a concussion the biggest name really on the injury list is they've got a couple, Demarcus Lawrence, Dante Fowler, Micah Parsons, but some of those not injury-related. So the Cowboys look to be in good shape heading into this game against the Jaguars. Only one guy out, and that is a reserve tight end. As far as the Jaguars, we've been certainly wondering this week about Trayvon Walker. He's dealing with a high ankle. Trayvon Walker has not practiced all week. He is listed as questionable. Jaguars also have Trevor Lawrence listed as questionable for this game, you know he's going to play Darius Williams, Andrew Wingard, Chad Muma, Brandon Sheriff. All are questionable for this game. So the Jaguars do have certainly some big names on the report. We'll have to wait and see on Sunday whether or not all these guys play. Sounds good. Thank you, Mr. Gibson. Let's get it to news and notes. It is, as always, brought to you by Doubled Up Sport Fishing Charters. If there's someone in your life that loves to fish, well, I've got the perfect gift idea for you. Just go to doubledupsportfishingcharters.com to book a charter. You can book a half day, a full day, or even an overnight private fishing charter aboard the luxury 50-foot Custom Carolina with Captain John Sheffield. All right, gentlemen, I'm sure you watched at least part of the game last night. Brock Purdy has now completed 70% of his passes. And he's done some things that only Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers have done before him. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, 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 he's good. He's a good player. They've turned him into it. That's all Kyle Shanahan. He is such a good coach. Uh, I, the same thing we talked about earlier in the week and the same question I asked Pete Prisco, why does this guy not get credit for being one of the best three or four coaches in the league? Because I think he's that good. He is. He's, he's really having an outstanding year uh, with all the attrition they've had there. That's a huge win. They clinched the division. And uh, Seattle, which was sort of the darling story of the first half of the season, uh, along with the Giants, uh, really struggling now. Seven and seven, and they're in some danger now of, of getting a, a wild card berth. So uh, that, that'll be interesting to follow. But yeah, the 49ers, uh, the defense is so good. Uh, Bosa's so relentless and uh, just a, an unbelievable win last night for San Francisco. So the 49ers became the second NFC team to clinch after the Eagles. So as of now, Vikings and Bucks, along with those two teams, win the divisions. And the three NFC wildcard teams, Frank, are the Cowboys, Commanders, and Giants. The Commanders and Giants. Isn't that amazing that, that all four of them no, all four in. might Right. Now, it. granted, Commanders and Giants play each other on Sunday. Yeah, so right. one of them will probably move up yeah. or back. The reality is the uh, – the Vikings have earned their stripes. I think the 49ers might be the best team in the conference, and the Cowboys and the Eagles. Those are the four teams to watch out for. Would you like a uh, quick stat? I'm sorry. Absolutely. So in terms of the NFC hierarchy, so the Eagles are the one seed. Their uh, point differential plus 138. The, the 49ers are the three seed at 10-4. and four. Their point differential plus 128. 
The Vikings, the two seed, ten and three. Their point differential minus one. Is it really? Wow. And they're ten and three. And they're ten and three. Minus one with a ten and three. Wow. That so would, when they lose, they, they get destroyed. Wow. How about that? That Just to put that in perspective, me, yes. the Jaguars are five and eight. Their point differential is zero now. Zero. Done. How about that? They've scored exactly what they've allowed. That would tell me that <clears throat> if you're trying to figure out who's going to go farther in the playoffs. The Vikings may make the playoffs and certainly look like they're going to as of now, but I wouldn't bet on them to go very far. I totally agree. That would be the, as of now, if it, if it held, mm-hmm. that would be Washington going, or, I'm sorry, the Eagles would have the bye. That would be the Giants as the seven going into Minnesota, the two. And yeah, I think that'd be a kind pick of a pick them game. game. Yeah, it would. As far as the AFC, the Bills, Chiefs, as of now, again, Ravens and Titans would win the divisions. The three AFC wildcard teams, Bengals, Dolphins, Patriots. Those three teams are much better than the NFC three yeah, wildcard teams. Yeah, you, teams. you would think. The NFC may be top, better at the top. Well, maybe not. No, the AFC is better because they've got the Chiefs and the Bills. The Jets doctors will not clear quarterback Mike White for the game against the Lions, so that means Zach Wilson is in. My big question, who do you think, and obviously we'll watch what happens in Sunday's game, but who do you think is the starter for the Jets at signal caller position against the Jaguars? Mike White. I think he'd be playing now. I think he'd be playing now if he was cleared. He wanted to play. He practiced. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind he'll be the, the Jags will face Mike White. That's what I would think, too. I mean, unless the amazing happens and Zach Wilson plays well. I mean, If, if the Jets beat the Lions with Zach Wilson, then. Particularly if he plays well. Sure. If, if they win 14-9, to nine, right, you know, defense. Then, uh, then maybe not. He'd have to play really it, well. It just seems like that team believes in Mike White and yeah, hates yeah. Zach Wilson. That's why I'm saying he'd have to play really well. He'd have to really play well for them to, 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 to not play a healthy Mike White the way the team has responded to him. I agree. By the way, I don't know if y'all saw this in the uh, Jaguars game release information, but the Star Spangled Banner, did you see who will be singing it this Sunday no. for the Jags-Cowboys game? You're not necessarily a voice fan, but Frank, I know you are, and, and happy birthday to your wife. Uh, by the way, since she's also a fan, Paris Winningham. I did not. He's a Navy veteran and from Jacksonville, and he made it really far on The Voice. So a lot of people, pop culture uh, fans not. and That's certainly awesome. fans yeah. of the show. I don't watch it as much. Suzanne does, by the way, and thank you. I'll pass along your happy birthday, yeah, happy too. happy birthday. Um, uh, she'll know who that is. For yeah, sure. he finished in the top three yeah. uh, of The Voice. I think it was last season, whatever season I actually did watch. All right, Stuart, Stuart Mandel tweeted this out earlier today. For 18 months, the Big 12, Oklahoma, and Texas insisted the schools would stay until 2025. Something changed at a Big 12 meeting in Vegas last week, and now they expect they'll reach an agreement to leave early. And I think 24 is the right year. That's when everything changes. One more year with it the way it is, that's when there's going to be a playoff. That's when... I think I think beginning in 2024, everything will be the way it's going to be. So I'm not surprised at all. It's yeah, like Hey said the other day, it's time for everything to get uh, where it's yeah. going to be. From Max Olson of the Athletic, there are currently 72 FBS scholarship quarterbacks active in the transfer portal as of Wednesday night. 62 of them were still uncommitted. 72 <laughs> quarterbacks, and, and we're not done, by the way. There, and this is FBS only, not FCS. Yeah, but we're not we're not done yet with Sam Hartman and Michael. Pratt, there's going to be there's going to be more. This we will. I mean, I'm rising. I think Cam you rising. have to watch. Yeah, I think there will be. We can, I mean, look, it's free agency. It's a lot of guys. What this is is a opportunity to play, but it's just go make just go make yourself some money. This is every, these 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 advisors have told these kids, even if you wind up staying, get yourself in the portal and let people start bidding on you. Even if that means your existing school, get in the portal and start getting some bids. That's what they're all doing.
He also said that Kentucky is focusing on former NC State starter Devin Leary. So if you were hoping, I would not want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's were, good. Exactly. I mean, and, and that'd be a for Florida that would be corners. a great get for Kentucky I, I, with totally, Liam Cohen as the offensive coordinator. Totally agree. A couple random news and notes: seventy-four percent of people in the United States are rooting for Argentina to win the World Cup on Sunday morning. Why is that, Messi? I that's think a it's a messy that, thing. That's a good. That's a good news and note. That's, I mean, that's a good note. Um, I guess it's got to be Messi because people know who he is. I'm guessing. Yeah, and, and France's star, like I said, is younger, so people mm-hmm. may not have figured them out. And also, I don't think people want to see a repeat. Uh, Did you 20- see that? Yep. Go ahead. France. Uh, apparently, there's some kind of virus going yes. around with France, so that's not good. Yeah, they've had to quarantine two players that missed the previous game, the semifinal, uh, but they believe that they've been able to control it. Uh, and finally, the 2022 Constellation Furyk and Friends Golf Tournament generated over $1.3 million for charity. That's Congratulations awesome. to Tabitha and, they, they, and Jim Furyk. And they do such a good job. The whole team does such a magnificent job. Good for them. And they were, they were lauded by the tour. Such. That's a great event. That they were. All right, Frank, what will you be watching this yeah, weekend? Yeah, time now for the best bet. What to watch is brought to you by our friends at the best bet, the place to hang out. There's now St. Augustine. There's now there's been Orange Park and that beautiful place in Jacksonville over on Monument. The 12 days of Christmas continues along now. It's going to go from all the way till a week from today. It goes till the 23rd, which is next week, uh, next Friday. Man, they're big, big, big money. The 12 days of Christmas, high hands. Get over there, man. You're going to make big, big, big money. Make sure you do that. Easy one again. I hate to make it the Jags every week. And if the Jags are struggling, it's not. But that's the thing to watch. Half of Jacksonville is going to the damn game. It's going to be packed. The parking lots are going to be packed. The tailgating is going to be packed. There's standing room only. Wait till you see how many people are actually standing. You won't believe it. That, that, that's what I'm being told. So uh, one of the most fun, festive uh, Jaguar atmospheres uh, uh, all year long. I hope you're going to be watching it live. If not, be watching it at home. That is what to watch. And it is brought to you by the best bet. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Absolutely. It's going to be a great weekend, and certainly uh, Rick's going to kick things off at Brick's Tap House out in Jack's Beach. All right, let's say hello to Rick Ballou. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL rolling with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Ah, Friday night in Ballou at the beach. It doesn't get much better than that. You talk about a party. You give me a beach, and you give me a Friday night, and you give me Ballou. What a party that's going to be. Rick, big time coming out there, I'm guessing. Oh, you kidding me? It's still 80 and slight, slightly sunny out here at, <laughs> uh, at the Bricks. Uh, we got a big party coming up over the next couple of hours. We're going to head to the, uh, head to the Metroplex here in about 25 minutes, get the very latest on the health of the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, they have some changes coming, particularly on that offensive line. A lot of rumors there about who the starting right tackle is going to be. So uh, we'll take a look at that. And then everything about the Jags, you know, Trayvon Walker. I find it hard to believe that he'll actually play. We'll see. And on top of that, do you know what I have right now? Do you know what I'm Hmm. in possession of right now at this exact moment? No, but I know I'm dying to know. Please share. I have two tickets. Uh-oh. For the sold-out matchup wow. coming up Sunday, right here at the bank, in Duval, Jacksonville, Dallas, all courtesy of Miller Lite. All you got to do, Frank, is come by here, yep. put your name in the bucket. Tom Tom Champion's got a huge Miller Lite bucket here. You come by, you drop your name in it. We're going to register, uh, register, and we're going to draw a winner towards the end of the program. And you and a friend are going to see this game Sunday at 1 o'clock. And let me tell you this. To that end, I can't tell you how many people have asked me for tickets to this one. 
So if ever you were going to go try and win something, you're crazy not to go hang out with Baloo at the beach. You're crazy not to. So get down there. You know you're going to enjoy the show. You know you're going to enjoy the bar. We've done shows from there. Get mm-hmm. Head down there right now and hang out with Rick Baloo. Rick, it's going to be fun on Sunday. I can tell you that, brother. No doubt. I'll see you guys over there on Sunday. And, uh, again, come on by. We're at the Bricks yep. here until 8 o'clock. Yeah, head by. Thank you, Rick. Rick Baloo goes into the night. Uh, tonight I've got a birthday dinner with my wife. You've got uh, Christmas Bunko. That is correct, sir. Are you planning on winning? Heck yeah, I am. Okay, and you're wearing pajamas. That is correct. Okay, so Christmas Bunko always has pajamas. Pajamas always, uh, along with a white elephant gift. We will play that game at some man, point. Man, oh man, oh That's man. That's awesome. Okay, how about you? Big weekend planned? For you? Yeah, a lot of Christmas stuff, and uh, we get it kicked off tonight, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, fun with the kiddos. Folks, that'll do it for our program. Gibby, have a good weekend. You, when do you leave, Gibby? Next week, right? Yeah, next uh, Friday morning. Okay. So this weekend will be spent trying to go find my winter clothes <laughs> uh, because the high or the low is going to be 9 degrees. Ooh, it's going to be cold up there next, in Carolina. Next Friday. All right, Gibby, uh, have fun the weekend. That'll do it for our show. Let's go see Rick Blue. Man, oh, man, I can't wait to get in here Monday and talk about that Jaguar-Cowboy game. It's going to be one of the biggest ones around here in a long time. We're out of here. For Hayes, Lorna, Gibby, I'm Frank Frangie. So long.